Here you go. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Terrence Jones. Welcome to another episode of the Fellas Point of View podcast. We are here. We are ready. We got some hot stuff to talk about. I hope that you guys are ready and excited. The fellas are here. We have a special guest, one of our a permanent, 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 our permanent co-host on the side. We, we have brought him back. Darren is here. Say what's up to the fellas out there in the land. What's yeah. happening, y'all? Yes. Lamont can't be with us this evening. He had a family emergency, so we are sending our prayers out with him. So Darren came in, and you know Darren is a life He's a lifesaver, baby. I called him at the last minute. It was like, where you at? What you doing? Um, are you available? Are you free? And he was like, oh, yeah, let's go to drinks. I was like, well, I sort of kind of need you to come on and do the show. <laughs> we'll get drinks later can you come through the show he was like yeah i was like thank you jesus and all this while i was in the bus loading my kids and i was like y'all shut up i'm trying to text a mess a hot mess look at that a hot mess abusing them children i'm abusing them children yes i am fernando is here our resident sexologist baby baby how you guys doing he was just telling us some mess before the show. And if I tell y'all, I'm still, I'm I'm, I'm, dr- I'm going to keep drinking till it gets right. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep drinking till it gets right. Because it ain't right right now. I don't understand. But y'all out there in podcast land, y'all understand. And Sean is in the closet right now. I don't know what he doing, but he is here with us. I'm being in the closet. And I thought he came out many years ago. <laughs> hey, 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 everybody. We want you to be yourself and be free. Come on, come out of that closet. Free. I'm coming out. I promise you. Give me I'm a good second. I got about five million keys. I can help you come out. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. R. Kelly was trapped in that closet for how long? About about four or five different uh, episodes of that, that damn long. And now he in, he now he in a lock closet. And I ain't got sure no key is. for that. I can't he get him out of that closet. one. He wasn't there with no men. He was in there with them, them girls. That's that's uh-huh. what they uh-huh. on the street. Well, that's See, why he, he locked with them the men. They would have kept they would have kept their mouth shut anyway. Closet with them sex slaves. Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all leave R. Kelly alone. You were singing them high notes for Mr. Kelly. I'm just saying. Yes. Do you think if R. Kelly was gay? That no. he would have the same problem problems going on right now. No, them boys would have been voluntarily crawling around that floor with the dog mask. Yep. I mean, who's to say he's not? There you go. There you go. Well, I'm gonna just say this: he fucked. He fucked with a lot of females. Yes. He was not messing with women, and was going after the boys. I'm strictly. I'm just saying. I think. I don't think. Who's that R. Kelly would have this? Say, no, they, they, it would have been, they would have been booty hole up. Right. All day. Like, let's truth be told, they would have, they, would have, they, literally, they literally would have been on a diet plan and a douche program. That Get in this, Robert. Robert. Get in this. Program, diet and douching. 
<laughs> yep. They'll be they're gonna you're gonna find them on the six o'clock news dead from Nushin. Sean, I can tell you one thing that they was not gonna be doing is eating them jack in the box tacos you had over there, because baby. <laughs> you know what? You're gonna leave me with my tacos alone. You talk about <laughs> picture. Boy, <laughs> after you ate them tacos, it's gonna tear you up. It's gonna be a whole entire situation. You know what? I'm gonna drink some ginger ale. Just on that note. <laughs> that ain't gonna help it. You no. took a di a diuretic. You ain't that ain't gonna help it. <laughs> well, at least I'll be skinny. Mm. Well, oh, okay. Cool. Are you calling me fat? Hold on. Listen. I don't want the silence. No, so Wait a minute. He the one that said at least I'll be skinny. <laughs> we didn't say nothing. You said it. Listen. He gonna try to throw us under the bus and he the one said it. What kind of <laughs> foolishness is that? <laughs> so if, if. I'm uh, just yeah, I just totally forgot. You just messed me up about what I was gonna say. Oh Honorable mentions? I was gonna get yeah, before the no, I was gonna make sure you share the podcast right now. <laughs> Everybody please share the podcast. We you have to listen. You have to listen. We we're we're not we're, we're not we're not asking anymore. We're telling you you have to listen to the podcast. It's good for your health. It's like good to, good mental digesting. It's easy listening. We do all the work for you. We talk so damn much. You ain't gonna have enough time for your own thoughts. Exactly. That's what we think about. Like look at what they were talking about. Look at the shit they were talking about today. And oh, right. And you have some laughs to go with it. Have some. It's a win win. Laughs. And when, you never when? know what the hell is going to be said on this damn podcast. You never know. There's no script, ladies and gentlemen. Because before we put, before we hit the record button, Fernando was telling us about Fem Tops. Hmm. So y'all never know what we're going to talk about on this podcast. So, I'm, I'm, I, 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 apparently, Fem Tops are out there save, saving lives. No, thick thighs. Oh, thick thighs save lives. Well, they do do that. And, they do do that. Thank God. Tacos take pictures. So listen, again, Tacos <laughs> he gonna be giving us a if he if he if he get get active tomorrow morning with that with them tacos sitting on that stomach, it's gonna really be a situation. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it's gonna be you in the bathroom having an argument. You know, it probably will be, but okay. You're gonna have an argument in the bathroom tomorrow. tomorrow. Are you working from home tomorrow, Sean? I sure am. You know, oh. my Friday routine. Well, that's the only reason he did. That's why he eating that Taco Bell mess. Because if he has to go to anybody work, he would pay me. I'm a busy bitch tomorrow. Because <laughs> you bold for Taco Bell this late. You bold. Oh, no. It's not late, it's 8.45. That's true. That's late. Now, see, that's, that's late when you, uh, anyway. Uh huh. Yeah. You should only be having wine at this time of night. Wine is the only thing after eight o'clock. Is that no, right? That's, yeah. uh, see, I can only do reds at night. I can't do whites at, uh, you know, at night. I like a good red at night. Mm -hmm. it, it mellows me out, puts me to sleep. It, mm -hmm. That's when I turn the phone off. Turn the camera so we can see if somebody there. <laughs> right. <laughs> wait, wait, Sean, before you logged on, 
when Fernando, Fernando was like, hello, hello. I was like, oh, because I was really stoned. Damn. Oh, well, wow. now she had <laughs> <laughs> my beard is all kind of like uh, I'm trying it, it, tell me when y'all y'all uh, y'all know we record using zoom so we look at each other and I'm telling you uh Fernando is over here trying to beat this face in the middle of the night he's like bam 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 let's get it together and then I see two shines oh no you see one now, he's, he was now I see one life <laughs> and situations were happening okay. It was up to the minute preparation. Okay. And thank you guys for, as always, we thank you and appreciate you for the Instagram, you, the comments. We love it. Um, I try my best to up, 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 update stuff and put stuff there. It's hard. We all have busy, busy, busy schedules. Advertising is very rough, but we try. We're going to work on some new stuff, ladies and gentlemen. We really are. Oh. Okay. We do have a new, Fernando created us a new, um, we have a new, what's the word I'm looking for? Fire. It's a cover. We have a new cover up. That's what we're looking. There's a new cover. Fernando created us a new cover. So we have a new cover up. I hope you guys love it. I hope you guys love it. Um, so, and I guess we should be like the rest of folks. We should get some merch. We should get some merch. Cause that's what I hear on everybody's podcast. They got we merch. Can work, we can work on that. We'll work on some. We'll work on some merch and whatnot. We'll talk about that offline and how we can make that happen. So, know. look for us. Our first um, live. I'm working on that right now. We are planning to be at SF Gay Pride this year. So, Yay. Um, we're. I'm hoping and praying that we are going to have a booth there so that you can come out and actually meet the fellas. And we're hoping and praying that Darren is going to be in town so that Darren can be there as well. Because see, y'all know they say sex sells, so I got to sell my boys because I got some, got some amazingly well, handsome boys. I hope enough shape, Jesus Christ. I'm working really hard. My trainer is working with me. I seen the stuff that he's done for other dudes and he has made magic out of them. So and I'm going to spend me some magic. Don't y'all listen to Fernando because when we did the show at the winery, the uh, one of the ladies was running around trying to figure out who Fernando was. I'm the weakest link on this bunch. All of my boys are, are amazingly handsome. So unlike some other podcasts out there, I do have some handsome boys. That's not true. You're very beautiful. Ooh. What? Y'all are handsome. All of y'all. We're all handsome. We're all handsome. I'm the weakest link here. No, I'm, you're not, sweetheart. I'm the old I'm one on the, on the band. I'll take you to the right, the right situation. And, and I need my wig situation. done. My wig needs to be done, so I have to put up old pictures right now because I ain't got my wig done. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. I, can you see all my gray and stuff? Y'all see this mess? All this gray and this all over here. I'm like, why? I'm just showing all my age. All of thirty-two. I'm getting the I'm getting the silver over here. All of thirty-two. That just means you're 32. over thirty. I'm thirty-six. I'll be thirty-seven in May. That well, awkward silence where you thought that that was like really making it so much. <laughs> but I, I, I'm I, trust me. I'm getting. I'm, I'm having situations, as you know. Y'all is not old though. Right, y'all are no, it's not old. God knows it's not old. I'm looking forward to getting 
as old as I possibly can and still be fucking by the time I turn 70. I can't. We know you gonna still be. We know you. <laughs> we know. That would be interesting. Dr. Ruth, we know you yeah. will. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on being like, like, uh, like Suzanne Summers. Because I would have questions at that point. Suzanne Summers is having it twice a day. Is she? She not that yeah, old. She was, she was on Wendy Williams. But and she said Summers is not that old. Suzanne Summers is um what? Hold on. She ain't that old. Suzanne Summers was um seventy three. Is she 73? 73. I just looked that up. Well, damn. Wow. She, I didn't know she was that old. She's getting it twice a day. Wow. I didn't know she was that old. Yep. Get it in. She's getting it all the way in twice a day. That Viagra is doing wonders. Well, damn. I did not know she was that old. And she's still keeping it hot for her man. And I am right there with her. I want to be Suzanne Summers with my thighs completely tuned up and, and my shit better still be moving. Cause I'm gonna beat somebody up. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Why, why oh. the wheels fall off, bitch. Not to the wheels fall off. And honorable mentions this week. <laughs> A school here in California is going to name their school after Michelle Obama. Isn't that amazing? It's funny how we just segue into that. Yeah, we segue into that, yes. <laughs> we segue into that. So um, a school in West Contra Costa Unified School District, um, Wilson Elementary School, in Richmond is going to become the Michelle Obama Elementary School. Oh, that's, so, that's, that's awesome. Amazing. Shout out to Wilson. My job does work with them. You are oh, awesome. My job does work with them. With Our Wilson? Uh-huh. Oh, look at you. Supporting the, the minority children out there. Well, you know, our mission is to ensure that every child, no matter what your race, socioeconomic background, or... <laughs> classes or status um we we want to ensure that every child has a world-class school to attend isn't that amazing look at that that's amazing i'm so proud of y'all y'all do great things somebody got to give back because there's a whole lot of people that don't give back at all so somebody got to give back people with millions don't give back right even if it's just your time you know you know if it's your time sometimes sometimes your time just matters matters because we have so little of it nowadays you know sometimes that's worth more than whatever dollar you can give because some some places are oh you know they have enough funding they don't have enough help right exactly yeah. it's also black history month yeah hey. Yay. Yay. which we should be black history month all year damn it's, it. it's, for me it's black history year pretty much Every week, uh, every, every time I want to see, I want to see us tick one on the on the on the marker board every year. I want to see year review of all the black shit we did. Right. That's yeah. how I look at it. I yeah. every year I reflect on all the black awesomeness that that that's done. I, and truth be told, there was a time period that I didn't feel that way. And as I got older, I have I have been so much more grateful about myself as, a, as an African-American and just being in my achievements and achievements of others 
and promoting yeah. that, and I love to see it. Like before, I just was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. But, but now when I see it, it really matters to me now. That's how it should be. So I'll give you three firsts by three black women. Three black women. Shirley Chisholm. Hmm. She yes. was the she was a politician and she was the first black woman elected to Congress in 1969. Oh wow. 1969. She served in the House of Representatives for New York's 12th district until 1983. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. Is she, is she the sister-in-law of Jackie? I'm not with the <laughs> Only the church folks would know that. No, she is not related to Jackie Clark Chisholm. <laughs> well, hey, we, you know what? Maybe we should look that up. They might be related. Maybe they cousins. Oh. Well, no, <laughs> she would be cousins to the to the dinghy. Um, I can't with y'all. <laughs> Jane, I'm gonna <laughs> Not with y'all. Jane <laughs> Boylan. Ja Jane Boylan was a judge. She made history in 1939 when she became the first black woman to practice law in the United States. Woo! First black woman. Come through. Throughout her 40-year career, where she remained in domestic relations court, Boylan never failed to advocate for civil rights, education and the social advancements of black men, women, and children. Mm. Amazing. Right. We love you, Jane Bolin. We love you, we love you, we love you. And Daisy Bates was a journalist and an activist. She co-founded the black newspaper, the Arkansas State Press with her husband and fellow journal journalist in 1941. The weekly paper, which was the largest black newspaper in Arkansas, regularly discussed and, champ and championed civil rights. Years later, in 1952, Bates became the president of the Arkansas chapter of the National Association for Advancement of Colored People, which y'all know as NAACP. Learn something. A defining moment in her life of civil rights and advocacy came five years later in 1957 when she helped assemble nine black students together to attend Central High School, which had yet to accept any black students despite Brown versus Board, Brown versus Board of Education stating segregation was unconstitutional, which y'all know as major history was the Little Rock Nine is what she did. Most of y'all know that if you know your if you know your black history, Little Rock Nine. And if you don't, go Google it, god damn it. Learn some damn history. Get on the Googler. Learn some history. So mm -hmm. a, a lot happened in the news this week, y'all. A lot. A lot. And what was one of the most viral things in the news this week? It was a goddamn stripper. A stripper was viral this week. Did y'all see her fall off the pole? I saw her making really? an honest living. That's what she did. When when you fall down, you get up. Mm-hmm. Fall down. Listen, we get up. Into that. She did not allow her situation to define that moment for her. 
and she did. She was supposed to do, and sis gave what was supposed to be gave. Yep. Period. Broken jaw, broken teeth, collapsed titty, sprained ankle. We didn't know none of that because what she gave us, what was supposed to be gave, the show must go on. And guess what? The show went on. It's just not letting that song end without giving a good split. But someone brought to, to, I think it was, I was watching, I think it was like The Real or something like that. And someone pointed out how she basically almost fell on the other girl. And the girl just kind of looked at her like, is you like, she didn't even say that to her. She just kind of looked at her and was like, you better get up, bitch, make this money. Because she was Michelle and the girl dancing was Kelly. Come on. Yep. <laughs> Look, Beehive and Destiny Child Hive, don't y'all come for us. Ain't got time for y'all and y'all. They're not going to come for us. I'm yeah. just saying. You remember when Michelle fell on, on 106 in Park and yep, Beehive yeah, right back on. Like, bitch, I don't know what you going to do. This song's on. Backstage, Beyonce and them, they tell her ass up. They said, you you bow-legged bitch. How dare you? I'm sure they laughed at it, actually. They probably went backstage and ass. Matthew knows exactly what I built. He said, Michelle, come here. Because once upon a time, Beyonce fell down a flight of stairs and got right back up and kept it popping. And she didn't miss a breath. When I tell you that you didn't hear her gasp or nothing, she just... She kept it moving. She knew the show must go on because she had rent to pay. So Jenna Skye, who is our, our famous viral stripper of this week, she's an exotic dancer, she fell off a 15-foot pole. That is a real pole, bitch. That's a real pole. 15 that's when you turned them tricks. Yeah, it looks like she fell asleep for a minute is what I thought. <laughs> uh, well, she, she broke her jaw, so I'm kind of sure she, got, she had a little bit of sleep lapse there for a second. If she would have just laid out on the stage and been snoring, I would have been like, well, I mean, it would have made sense. But she got up and started twerking. And I was like, oh, said, okay, no, well. The song is still running, bitch. Pop, pop, pop. Now, the I wonder sad part. Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh-oh. Okay. So I was going to say the sad part of this, all of this story is that even she was the ultimate professional when she fell, she broke her jaw, lost some teeth, but she kept dancing. You damn right. How many of y'all are committed to your craft that you you gonna keep dancing when you're experiencing major pain? Dancing, dancing. I mean, dancing when you go on stage and that music goes. I mean, I've never fell on stage, but I have been in the middle of praise and worship. And my shoe has been coming off. I've also been in the middle of praise and worship and have split the entire back of my pants and could not stop. That was that was that was that was one of them demons that split the back of them pants. You know, right. You know, right. <laughs> right. The Lord said, You ain't finna be up here with this blasphemy. Go ahead and expose him. And they say, listen. With them tight ass pants on trying to do praise and worship. What I the just hell? I feel like I, I committed, so cute her, <laughs> committed to what she was doing, and she didn't allow her little slip and fall to detour her from getting that coin. Now I'm really mad because Eric, what's his name? Eric Lagan. He's the CEO of RCI Hospitality Holdings Inc., which owns the club. They're saying they're not responsible and they're not paying. He's well, a contractor. Huh? 
He's an independent contractor. Right. Well, why would you think that the club would be responsible for her falling off of the pole that she climbed up ultimately? Well, I mean, I don't think that they're responsible, but at this point in the game, all this free advertisement that she done got for your damn business, you should want to be paying for her medical bills. Right. Um, I'm sorry. So people are going to flock to the club because she fell? Oh, yeah. It, it, went, it went viral. So she's, she's like the hot thing now. And come to find out, Jenna Scott actually already had a strong following because she does music videos. And she, y'all know. Y'all so know. I think she's the one who's benefiting. Well, she's. Do you know the name of the club? The name of the club is called. Mm-hmm. You have to look it up, but we know XTC. her name. Um, Hell, I don't know about no strip club. XTC Cabaret in Dallas. See, now you have to go a couple of clicks to find that. But you know Jenna Sky's name, though, right? Just yes. proving the point. I think that she's benefiting more. Well, she well the people that go to strip clubs, they know her name because she got 196,000 followers. Can you, Jenna, can you give us a shout out so we can get some of your followers? We just want a few. Well, you want to ask me in my all honesty, I think that everything nowadays is a publicity stunt. So I wouldn't be surprised if she took that fall, you know, to get a little following, to get, to shake things up a bit, you know, get a little, a little uh, GoFundMe going, some easy coin, you know, I feel, now, if I broke my jaw and lost teeth, I wouldn't be making a video the next day talking. I'd probably be having a wired shut. But she was, you know, she seemed to be pretty, you know, decent for given the situation that happened to her because she wasn't like out of commission. She was just, you know, got a little bruise or, you know, a little bump. And yeah, so out of commission. She in the hospital bed. She made a whole video talking about what happened. Yeah, it was on Wendy Williams. I I, I, I did see that. I was kind of wondering. I was like, she seemed okay, but perhaps... Well, my thing is, if you broke your jaw and you knocked teeth out of your mouth, are you going to be making a video explaining what happened while you're... I mean, I just... I don't know. Well, when you viral, don't you? You got to ride that moment, don't you? If my, if my well, jaw I guess, I guess, I guess people will, will push through anything just to, you know, get a little 15 minutes. Right at the moment. Because I would have been shut down. I'd be like, nope, get away from me. Uh, I would have hit a backflip off that stage and went right <clears> to that ambulance, <laughs> baby. Well, she I would have been looking said, for my insurance policy. She also said that she's not going to dance anymore. So, before she well, was, shit, I wouldn't either. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I could still dance. I just wouldn't dance on the damn on the pole. I would just do like you know, I wouldn't climb the pole and dance. I would just dance around it, you know, and don't go so high. Don't go so high. Yeah, like, don't well, go all the way to the top. Just go to the middle. Well, are y'all yeah. down? I say, let's go take a pole dancing class. I love pole dancing. <sighs> I I'm, scared, I'm scared I'm going to fall down, but I like the idea. So there's a pole dancing class in San Leandro. <laughs> Who's teaching it? It has to be said. Really, I don't think that anybody in the Bay Area can give me the pole dancing uh, training that I would need. I feel like I would have to go to Atlanta for that or Texas or maybe, you know, like Houston or like Miami somewhere where the girls really give what's supposed to be gay because here in the Bay Area, the strippers are not, uh, they're not qualified. Who the hell? 
I've seen the I've seen the King of Diamonds in Miami before, and these 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 uh, meth addicts and crack cores that they have over here in San Francisco at these clubs on Market Street, they just don't make the cut for me. Yeah, they don't do it for there. me either. No, I want to go where the girls, you know, can you know make a pretzel and then slide down the pole. Like I, I want to go. Yes, there you I go. Wanna see a mm-hmm. show. I want to see you be able to do a car, do some cartwheels, back backhand splits. I want to see you pop that lock and drop that shit. Well, it's only a class, so then you have to perfect your own skills. I'll go for it. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but you make it happen. Yeah. Okay, so y'all, we going. We gonna go do a pole dancing class. I'm we, down. Sean, you getting on the pole? Hmm. You know, I may have to think about that. For the show. Like Sean is more like a, a private, like private section dancer. Let me get on Yo, top of the table. Private dancer. A little bit, you know. You know, you know I mean, you never know. <laughs> Come on, Tina. Come on. Eat the cake, anime. Eat the cake. <laughs> Eat the goddamn cake. I okay. said. Okay, so y'all. We I, I want to do a Jennifer Lopez kind of strip show, though. Oh lord. Only you. So you want to dance a lot? I'm a hustler. Oh, I didn't see Hustler. Was it really like bad? Like on Hustler, when you, well, her legs went all the way back and slapped that uh, that uh, that ground. I was like, yes. Now that's a stripper move. Mm. Aren't you already flexible? So you can make your heels clack on the floor. You know, it's this. I, I saw something a couple of weeks ago about this blind stripper that, like, I don't know if you guys saw that it was on social media. She's blind, and she's a stripper, Whoa. and she, like, you know, she has a little machine on her phone where she can scan the money that guys give her and she it'll tell her if it's a real $20 bill and she was making oh my god it's so funny she was arguing one of the girls in the back room or whatever and she was like I am blind but I will beat your ass like I can see and I just thought it was really hilarious I want to find her name oh my god a blind stripper How, how does that work she has a she 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 does her name is so uh, she's so, well. Somebody has so I'm confused. So she strips. She has. How do you know the layout of the room? She go practice, I guess. Well, I mean, I'll give it to. I'll give this to her. She feels sexy and yeah. see herself, which means that you get off just on touching yourself. Oh, which is wonderful. Right. Oh, Every time. Remember, T Boss made a song about it. What? And uh, and tweet. Mm-hmm. Oh well, we know tweet. Yeah, honey. I reached. I looked in the mirror and I I touched myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh what? I looked over to the left. Right. I over to the left. <laughs> yes. Oops. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of songs about touching yourself made by women. Because I'm thinking about Adina Howard, Horny for Your Love. Oh, yeah. Well, I know the song, but I guess I never listened to the lyrics. Because all I know is, I'll be a freak in the morning, a freak in the evening. Wrong song. Like Meg. Ain't that her? That is her. Yep, that's the wrong song. But that's what I'm saying. That's the only song I really know by Adina Howard. I didn't no, know. you don't know T-shirt and panties. Uh-huh. T-shirt and my panties on. Nope, don't know that one. Sorry, Adina. 
I like you uh, for that song. I'm sorry, I missed that memo. I'm gonna have to go pull that up. I never heard that song. So horny for your love. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. See ya. Wait, I was getting ready to say, wasn't she a one hit wonder? Sorry, Dina. I really like you. I really do. I really do. But I only know the one song by you. Oh no, no. Oh yeah, that is because Peaches and Cream was somebody else. So that's not her. One yeah. twelve. Huh? No. One peaches girls, and cream. One of them girls did the peaches and cream too. It's kind of, I think it's Monifa. It's real. Uh, Monifa from the from the R and B divas. Yeah, it's kind of. You sure kinda, you're not talking about one twelve? No, it's kind of real sexy, raunchy thingy. Touch. It's called touch it. Do that's, you that's, really wanna touch it? Do you really wanna? Yeah, fuck that's Monifa. But, but but she has another song, and I want to say it is Monifa that has one that's kind of like a peaches and cream thingy. And I remember the song. Uh, cause I actually did. I remember. Prince had one, didn't he? Huh? Didn't Prince have one? Uh, yeah. And see, I was. Like, it's called Peaches and Cream. It's Monifa. It's on her oh, okay. on her Monifa album. And it's called it's Peaches the, and Cream, and it's kind of... Isn't that the only album she has? I was just going <laughs> to say, isn't that her only album? No. Oh, because, there's more than one? Yeah, there's oh. more than one, because Touch It is, is, on its, is on... I guess it's on its own album. Mm. Oh, was it a single? No. Interesting. Uh, Touch It is on Mahogany. Oh. And it oh. came out in 1998. Angie Stone, Mahogany Soul? Huh? That's like, like Angie Stone's Mahogany Soul? Yeah. Like Mahogany, and then Monifa has a, it's called Home, and that came out in 2000. Thank you very much. And okay. she also had a CD come out in 1996 called Moods and Moments. So y'all oh. stop them. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, tells you what I know. Come on, hidden career. I know. Hidden gem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unsung. Yeah. <laughs> and she is unsung. Thank you very much. Well, she definitely is. Unsung and Definition. Unsung. <laughs> Definition. Look, Damn, muted. We support you, Monique. We, we support you, too. Because I'm, I'm, very, I'm very proud to say that even though the way that it played out with her daughter, she ended up, she married her, her wife, and they're very happily married. And they are a fixture at the... Children Awards? No, my brain. You know, old age just kicks in. There's There's an event that comes up and they are, they go to it every year. It's I met her in Brooklyn at this park at this festival in Brooklyn one time. It was her and her wife. I didn't meet her. I saw her and her wife walking around. It was at some park in Brooklyn. Therese? Yeah, I'm sure uh, Monifa is just great to be around. Oh, I think I think she's amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. and oh, that's a damn shame. If I wasn't, if I'm telling y'all old age, it, it kicks in. But, oh, the LGBT Music Fest, that's what it's called. So if, okay. those, if those that have never heard of that, it happens every year. And they have several um, LGBT artists there. Where, where does it take place? 
it is in the island somewhere. It's over. <laughs> I will make sure that I click it. It's Memorial Day weekend. Here at the oh Lord! Yeah. Oh Lord! That is not what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. So it happens Memorial Day weekend, and they have a monthly payment plan if you guys want to go. And I'm trying to figure out. It is in. It's over on an island somewhere. It's over on an island somewhere. Y'all know. It's it's uh, it's like um. Something I'll put it up when I figure it out. Um, Island, Fire Island. No, um, and we should draw Fire Island again. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know I'm special after that. Um, that music fest. Oh, no, we ain't going to Fire Island. (laughs) So, I mean, Kiki Palmer's gonna be there. Oh, I love Kiki Palmer. And Um, I'll ask. Yeah, I'll pass for Kiki Palmer though. Frenchie is gonna be there. Y'all remember Frenchie Um, from um, Transparency Shine? You just like Kiki. I like Kiki. Shanti's gonna be there. Yeah, Shanti's gonna be there. Wait a minute, what's wrong with Kiki? Yeah, why you don't like Kiki? We like Kiki. Kiki Palmer. Uh huh. I love her as a personality. I don't want to hear her sing. Yeah, I agree. She ain't. She ain't gonna sing. She's a. She's a going as a personality. Says. Yeah. Oh, she, she has a couple of wax songs. No. I do like her wax she songs. She won't. Well, she won't be there to sing. Well, I don't think she's going. There. I have talked to some of. Those oh wait, songs. they're doing a a Phyllis Hyman musical. Oh wait, T.S. Madison will be there this year. Um, Shanice will be there. Jody Watley. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> what? He was like, mm-hmm. um, oh, um, so they're gonna have a lot of. And James Wright is normally there every year. Um, James, James Wright, Chanel, Wright, Chanel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'll pass. Um, oh. The shade of it all. I'll pass. I was, I mean, I could have left left him at Patty Pies. I could have left him at Patty Pies too, yes. Yeah, c- come on now. Y'all don't do James Wright Chanel like that. I mean, okay. Okay. I'm, I thought that he was Saucy Santana when I first saw Saucy Santana. I was like, oh, this is Patty Pies. <laughs> you thought and he was lost his head down. I can't. Now, that's the shade. That is the shade. So, um, but kudos to the. Um, I want to say, I think the guy's name that does this event every year is Gregory Douglas. I want to say that is his name, and I apologize. Um, but I really think that's his name because he's, if you're in our Intelligent Brothers, the, the group on Facebook, the information's there. He shares it there. Uh, Pastor Kevin E. Taylor will be there. And let me say this. As of Saturday, they are 75% sold out. So that's a great thing for a, a LGBT event overseas. 
somewhere else. I mean, it's not here to be sold out. So kudos to them. Come on. Maybe next year we can go. It's in Cancun. That's what and and that touch. See, I just I knew it was somewhere. It's definitely not an island, but (laughs) hey, San Francisco (laughs) is an island. So Cancun is an island. Leave me alone. (laughs) Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Old age, senior moment. Senior moment. In other news, Amber Rose has a tattoo on the top of her face now. And um, I'm confused as to why you have this big tattoo across your face. It's, it's, it's of her children, right? And I and like bash, bash, or bash, yeah. or and then her. Then isn't the baby daddy did the same thing too? I thought so. It says so. It's, so it's in honor of her two children. Sebastian Bash Thomas and Slash Edwards on her face, and it reads Bash Slash. That got crickets. <laughs> that really got crickets. Y'all all y'all all just stopped. Well, I just think that she is with like the Kardashians and uh, what's her name, Sister Girl. Um, uh, Rob Kardashian, Black China, you know, they're mm-hmm. keeping up with the Joneses, you know, they, they have things going on. And so Amber Rose got to give us a little publicity stunt, you know, so she did the whole tattoo across the forehead. I personally don't think there's any reason for it, but if she wants to do that, I mean, granted, at least it's of her kids. I know girls here in Oakland that have gotten a man's name tattooed on their face and they are no longer with him anymore. So, it's okay. Oh no, we still do that in 2020. The girl, yeah, on your body, and you're not married to him. Oh my! Even still, then you know that doesn't that doesn't secure a spot on my face for anybody. I wouldn't even get my own dim child's tattoo name on my face. Okay, no, 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 never. Sean, you don't want no tattoo with your across your face or your forehead. Hell no. Can I mention that I don't have any tattoos on my body? I don't have any tattoos at all, so I don't. I couldn't imagine having one on my face, let alone on my arm or my leg. That's because your body, your body is a work of art. So that's why you haven't defaced the temple. (laughs) It's not my thing, you know. But if that is, listen, she is entitled to to represent her kids in any way, form, or fashion that she like. Now, I just say, you have to remember at a certain time, you're going to get a little older. And as you get older in life, that tattoo is unremovable. So people are still 30 years later going to be talking about that and asking you, and you're trying to be, okay, so what if you just get to the point where you just want to try to lead a, a private life? You can't lead a private life when your forehead comes in the building before you do. Yeah. So she says, for the people that are telling me I'm too pretty for a face tat are the same people that would tell me that I'm too pretty even if they thought I was ugly and lie to me. Or they would just tell me I'm ugly. So either way, the moral of the story is do whatever the fuck you want in the life. Okay. 
So, so basically, she said, fuck you and your opinion. Yeah. Basically. That's basically what she said. Well, I just think I agree with her. Hell. I think you dumb as hell and stop using drugs. Do you remember <laughs> that one girl from Loving? It wasn't that Loving Hip Hop. It was uh, Flavor of Love, I think. And she had that tiger tattoo on her face yeah. a long time ago. Her name was like Dangerous or something like that. Or Yep, I remember her. I just yeah. think that this is like, there should be a no-go zone for certain things of, of your body. I think she died. Oh, oh Lord. Really? I think she did. That's yeah. that then. And so then when people come to look at you in your casket, the first thing they see on your forehead is a tattoo. Sorry. And I guess, I guess you can justify it. Well, this is my children, but but really though? But we also have to look at the person that we're talking about. It's Amber Rose. Her claim to fame is by absurdity, doing things that I mean. It's, it's, so I'm not surprised at all. Um, does it make her look? Um, yeah, it does. She, you know, nobody's mother should be walking around with a tattoo on her forehead of her children. Nobody's mother should be, you know walking around with sex videos of them and things of that nature, but it happened. This, this is the way, this I is mean, the world that we live today. She was, I mean, I, I can't taste the sex video that she released on her own will, because wasn't she hacked? No, I think they do that and then they say, oh, it was, it was, it was leaked, but I think they leak it. I mean, it doesn't make sense that your it stuff gets out. It was hacked, goddammit. Yeah. Just like Mimi. Uh, from uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Right. Well, she actually said they put theirs out. Yeah, but when it first came out, that was not how the story came yeah, out. She said that he put it out against her will, and he said it got stolen from his bag, and it was this big story and big drag, like oh, this whole entire, you know. Now, are you guys familiar with how leak tapes uh, function in like that kind of arena? No. Well, no. that wasn't. Sorry, I don't videotape, so I don't know. That's not my world. So well, she did say it wasn't leaked, though. No. Typically, they're brokered by 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 a, a, like a lawyer, mm. right? And law firm, law firms usually send out a, an outside an outside leaker, like someone that you that is that's a no pretty much a nobody nobody, or you just use an alias and you leak it out to whatever person and you, you, you grab some cash for it and they get paid for it. It's a payday. It's a payday, and it's, it's, a, it's usually a publicity stunt. How do I know this? I used to uh, uh, work for a, a law firm back in the early 2000s, and that's exactly what I did. Well, mm-hmm. I want to say, but is it, it from, if I'm clear, it was the, one of the biggest sex tapes out. It's usually, it's, it, I'm telling you, it's probably brokered. Yeah, because they went and brokered it. Yeah, I was, I was one of those, those anonymous brokers. You're talking about Mimi, right? Yeah. And you make a percentage. Their tape was not brokered. They actually took the tape to Vivid. Uh, The whole storyline imploded. Um, And Nico told the entire story, and then she fessed up to it. Oh, okay. um, The tape was taken. He, He initially took the tape to Vivid and told her about it. She was pissed that he took the tape. But when she saw the payday, Vivid um, said, we'll release it, but you have to go back and reshoot the scenes. They got caught up because you can actually see the camera guy's shadow. 
and they were doing a um, interview on Vlad TV, and he asked him who was the other guy in the video. Hmm. And, you uh, see them, and you see them get caught up on TV. Well, it's not TV; it's YouTube. But you see them get caught up. Then, so the whole story came. Whole storyline came, came out. I think it was like yeah, the next season of Love and Hip Hop. So they, so they tried to broke their own tape. Yeah, basically, they broke with their own tape. She signed off on it, and when it came out, she made up this whole story um, surrounding the tape, saying that it was leaked. Makes sense. That sounds. She should have did what she should have did with uh, what Kim Kim K Mob did. Well, I'm confused. Owned that shit and sold it. Yep. Well, it, it, still it, bad, was that it was the hottest sex tape. She did better than Kim K. Well, hell, hell, well, Kim K is a Kim K is a global brand now. I mean, she revitalized the shower rod market. <laughs> Everybody went and got them a strong shower rod. She should be a spokesperson. She can go do some commercials for shower rods. Right. I don't know. I, I, I didn't know that. So, I mean, kudos. So, Amber Rose, maybe you should just, oh, no, I don't know. Girl, get the thing off your, oh, well, you can't get it off. I don't know. Yeah, she can. It's going to hurt, but she can. Stupid hurts. Stupid hurts. Yeah. I mean, she's, it ain't my damn face. I don't care. Right. Because I don't mess with the masterpiece. This is a masterpiece right here. This is baked. I give face so we don't play with the mug. That's it. Now, there's another handsome face that I have just been missing. I have been missing it, and it's just so, he's just so handsome. And I'm sorry to see him in the damn news again. The city of Chicago is not going to stop coming for Jesse. They want Jesse on a, they want his head on a damn silver tray. So there are, oh my God, a, a bunch of new, <laughs> new, new charges. Don't y'all think we should just let it go now? No. Why not? Because Jesse won't let it go. Jesse keeps yeah, saying. We ain't seen him. Oh, he no, no, no. Jesse has been silenced. It's two different things. Yeah. He let it go. He's still maintaining I'm innocent. Although these people who are on camera coming after you have said he paid me and then provided proof. This is the point where you say I had a nervous breakdown. I had issues, whatever, whatever. Right. Uh, whatever motivations and just own it and just move the hell on. You play the mental role and you use what you got to get what you want and you, you know, you go proceed from there. He's exactly pretty much and just let it go. I just feel like this, you know, what's her name? Uh, the girl that got found in the freezer, Kanika Jenkins, or whatever her name was in Chicago. Yeah. Is that her name? Oh, I remember that, but I don't. Yeah. So it's like, I just don't see why, I, I don't get why this is getting so much publicity. Like, it really isn't anything of merit or substance in the sense that it's like, it's not that big of a deal to me. I mean, I feel like it was just like, okay, he is, he should. He should get reprimanded, but I don't think that he should serve three years in prison for this. It's like, like he didn't hurt anybody. He didn't cause any harm to anyone. In a sense, he lied. 
but it's like, okay, there's other things going on in the world that we could be focused on other than Jesse Smollett and his horrible attempt to stage an attack on himself. I mean, it was kind of like comedy for me. When I saw the video of him, like with the noose around his neck, I just thought like, oh, he really wasn't, he, he was in character character. And so like I, uh, Detroit, we can talk about Detroit, they water ain't good. They still ain't got good water. It's like, why are we focused on that? I mean, it's, that's not small. If you want to dissect it and, you know, go into like the LGBTQIA, whatever part of it, or the, you know, the racial aspect of it. But in reality, it just isn't. We have so many other things going on in the world today that are so much more important. Like, why do they want to focus on that and make that bigger than what it needs to be? It, I mean, we've already had our jokes. We have already seen the ridiculousness that is this story. Right. The police show up and you still have a bone white noose around your neck. It has not like been touched. He walks in with it, like, tied in everything. Right. And we kept it around his neck so that you could see it happen. The fuck? Really? Yeah. And then you're in cold ass Chicago. You're near Boys Town. And you're talking, <laughs> you're no. saying. That you walked out in the dead of night in Chicago in damn near winter to and go to the subway, my nigga. Really? That was really he, lived in a low, he lived in a low. He lived in a Lowe's hotel building in one of the condos, and inside that building, there's concierge round the clock food service. Right. Who have just called for a fucking subway sandwich, and they would have made him one. Well, here's my thing. I when I first heard of the story, I thought that it was like a grinder hookup gone wrong. Yeah, you know, he hit him up with a little "Do you want to party?" and things just went left. But then I had to put things together. Okay, I said he's he's he, this boy is a millionaire. I mean, he's rich essentially. He can. I'm sure his hotel or wherever he was at had room service, as you said. Yep. I don't. Nobody. I'm not gonna get up and walk in the freezing cold in the middle of the night to go to Subway sandwich. Don Lemon pointed out, he said he lives in a Lowe's hotel, y'all. He lives in the same building I live in, in the Lowe's building. And it's concierge service. When Don Lemon said that, I was like, I know the Lowe's building is that because there's a Lowe's, there's a Lowe's building in, uh, in Atlanta. And I, just, I decorated one of them. And I was like, I remember ordering food in the middle of the fucking night. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. I was uh, just a matter of fact, I was like, this motherfucker is really but fucking funny. You got Uber Eats. You got DoorDash. Like Postmates. So you, but my thing is, okay, we get it. You told this story and it, it backfired in your face. Um, but this, we, we can't stay at this, in this, in the same position. Like we have to let it go. It's okay, not. Okay, so Darren, so you say it's a, you say it's a grinder. I say that wrong. Well, when I first heard so, it, I said, you know, one, one of the Chicago boys hit him with the, do you want to party? And, you know, he went on ahead and said, I let, let's meet up here, you know, in front of the subway. And, you know, I, I, when, it, when it was believable, then after I got the full, you know, story, I was like, okay, well, now this is a little bit more fictitious. I don't think that he's really going through this. Because I think he's he the book, if, if it was a grinder, how, what, what, what made him turn? If, what, what, what? And- where, where, where did two personal trainers come from? And why do you need two personal trainers? Well, you know, he said that he was getting in shape for the role. I don't necessarily believe that either. But, you know, it is what it is. 
I think he was getting his shape beat in pers- yeah, personally. personally. And it's all right. He was, they was running rough shots around his back. And you know, and, and nothing wrong with that. And I, I was hope uh, I hope that was the case. I think they, it was they, the trainers that he was, that he met up with, that he was sleeping with them. I was hoping he was. That would have been a more plausible uh, story. Right. I mean, and my thing, if you like to role play and you want somebody to call you a nigga and, 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 and spit on you, I understand it. Listen, we all have our kinks and fetishes. Race but play the real thing. That from the bedroom to real life and then make it something and then it's really not. I think that, the, you know, he has something that he's going through. I don't know Jesse Smollett, Smollett whatever his name is, personally, but clearly for him to think that that was okay, he's going through something. That was a cry for attention. Yes, um, I agree. Do I think there was a grinder hookup in that? Yes, I do. Mm. When role playing, you know, takes a, it's kind of like Roger from American Dad when he, his persona takes a form of its own and then creates its own life. The role playing just got out of hand and they ran with it. Yeah, you know, when that team hits, I, the boys apparently they go crazy and they start believing they on them lies. So um, then, then they, they just gotta, they gotta own that shit and then buy into that motherfucking story. Listen, well, I'm sure he's going to plead the fifth. Listen, let's do it. So that's why I tell you boys, when y'all on these apps and somebody say they want to party and you don't know nothing about it, say no. Say no to drugs. Say no. Just say sorry, no. I don't think he was on drugs. I think the, no. if he was on any drug, it was fame. <laughs> yeah, I agree. No, Jesse was trying to secure a bigger bag on that show that got canceled. So, so I mean, think that that would have got him. I think that he would have been in a position to say, "Hey, see, I am the in-demand star that I said I was, and the people want to come after me, and you need to be paying me more because I'm risking my life by being here." That's, I mean, I can totally see how that would translate into getting more money, but I just think he was just dumb as fuck. To do this, to come up with this idea, he would have been. He would have done better by just coming out and saying, "I had a hook. I had a hookup, and they tried to hold me up for ransom." I mean, that's kind of better. That was more believable. More believable, because at least we're like, "Oh, he was trying to get some dick." I got it. Yeah, like, and then I mean, the, the, just the entire story when you think about it, and you break it down it's like okay that doesn't even make sense really it kind of seemed like he was coming up with a story to tell his accountant like i had to go take out this kind of money to pay these these dudes to get out my house because they didn't want to leave because they know who i am and i and and, and i had to, you know i couldn't call them a hookup so i call them my trainers i would have video recorded it and had the proof to show listen that was me sucking his dick so he can't right. say he didn't come over for that because but you know he was trying to pull a fast one on us but one thing about us as people, especially black people, we you can't fool no fool. You know, it's like you think you're what you say, you think you nickel slick, but I got your pity change. Mm-hmm. What, what was I, what was what was his motive? It had to be to get gain some attention, as Sean said, to get some, you know, some coin, more coin. But in reality, he played himself because I mean he finished. you you have island you alienated yourself from your entire cast. Fox has said, fuck you, girl, we're done. <laughs> um, they they said, won't fuck even. The blacks said, fuck you, girl, you're, we're done. Right. Everybody just done. Yeah. They won't even let him come back and play. In, in, they won't even let his character come back 
for the final season. Was he on Power Not even the final episode of, of Empire. He, Empire. He was just wrote off. He, his character moved, and that's it. We're not going to see or hear shit else from his character. So his character did what the little girl did on Family Matters, went up the stairs. Went upstairs and, and never came, came back, back down. Exactly. But okay, so now let's ask this question. Is there a way he can come back from this? To admit that he was that what he did and just say, you know what, I was being a stunt queen because that's what he was doing. He was being right. a stunt queen yep. and it backfired. It didn't work out. You know, I played on y'all's intelligence and I look like the dumbass. I apologize. You know, give me a role on one of them little sitcoms, maybe a sit down, a TV talk show. He has, I mean, he kind of sabotages on. He 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 fucked himself in the ass. He really I'm did. Sorry. He really did. Jesse. And for a lack of, wait, with something hard and sandpapery, not just your average deal. That bullshit story that he, the, the roles that he was playing on Empire was real. So I, um, I actually believe he can come back. But what he's going to have to do is lean into who he is in order to come back. Um, okay. If they were ever to do a... Elaborate. Elaborate. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. If they were ever to do a, um, a series that really... Ex- that A series kind of like Noah's Ark that really explores Black gay men in their reality, I think that he would be a good, ca- good candidate to be on that show. That would be a way that he can come back. I, um, but he's going to have to come back into something that is rooted in his reality. Yeah, I agree. Um, I believe that that would actually be a great show because he, people will watch it for its ground for uh, how groundbreaking it would be. Like um, some, some, so something like well, in the vein of the new Issa Rae show that's supposed to be coming out called um, him. It's called Him or Her, and it's about this guy who's bisexual and how he navigates life as a bisexual man of color Mm. and um, how he navigates the dating field. He would, now Jesse could never play bisexual, but. Why not? uh, Why not? Huh? Why he can't play bisexual. He was just talking about femme tops. We're going to move on from that. Jesse playing bisexual, really? Never. Really? Because we, we saw the forced-ass masculine Jesse on Empire for four fucking seasons. And we've seen him naked. Have we? We did. Oh, yeah. This, I got the Yeah, his, his news were out there. That was back when he had a, a high top. That was back in his going to Club Metro days. Yeah, when, when, when he was playing. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know he had nudes out. Well, damn. Does everybody have nudes out? I don't. I don't. He, he, he got some. You know, I just think that in order for him to win, me personally, I would want to know the truth. Like, I would want him, my at this point, the only thing he can do for me is tell the truth. And me too. I, I, I think that's the only that's the only way I can. I, I don't can. want because my thing is moving forward. Anything that he does is going to be questionable. Yep. So when I and I, I I'm such a transparent post person sorry that i i live in like the truth even if it hurts even if i don't like it i want to know the truth and i can't stand when i have to figure something out so i feel like because he's given us this like you know this situation and it's become such a popular thing and it's kind of like the mystery of is it real did it really happen 
he can stay gone for all I care. And if he does come back, I would want him to come back to tell me what really happened and then he can Unsung. leave again. I never really, exactly. I never really watched Power anyway, so. Well, it's Empire. Empire, Sorry, Empire, not Power. <laughs> Empire, not Power. Power <laughs> just took my whole life when they ended. Okay, so don't you, please do not tell me what happens because I haven't watched it yet. Power took my whole life and it's no more. I'm devastated. Empire can go away. They That's stopped. how I thought about True Blood when they ended it, but it was kind of time for them to end that. So, you know. Fire was yeah. Yeah. American Horror Story is at that point where they need to go ahead and stop making seasons as well. I think the writers for Power. Yeah, after Coven. Can teach Empire how to write because Power has some real storylines. This Empire mess. Power oh. also has some really great sex scenes. Oh, ooh. Ooh. Uh, I haven't watched, I've never watched Power before. Baby, go what? back to season one, oh. episode one and two. Oh my god, that sold my ass of the entire series. Oh my god, you never watched Power? Never, never watched Power. You never saw Omari fuck the dog shit out of um, the Tory? No, yes, baby. Mm. That that <laughs> was fucked her backwards. <laughs> 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 That actually made me love power. Just Omari Hardwick. Lost the words on that one. (laughs) You know, but Omari Hardwick is the same height as Kirk Franklin, so that's kind of a turn off. What? 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 Excuse me, stop. What? Omari is short. Omari is like 5'7. Who? You gotta watch out for them 5'7 men. Wait a minute. So you mean mm. all them people on that show are short? So um, the, so Naturi is about the same height as Lil' Kim. I'm short men. She's not tall. No. Now, the taller, no, people like Lala and everyone, we know that they're tall because we've seen them in life. But, um, but Naturi is not tall. Wait a minute. I thought Tommy was tall, too. Tommy is tall, but see, here's the thing. Um, they when they shoot, they shoot from an angle. If you notice, when they're shooting, because ghosts. they look the same size. When you're shooting ghosts, you they're shooting from an angle. Oh. Omari Hardwick is not tall. Oh my! You just killed my whole world. Oh, oh no! That doesn't mean he's not handsome now. I'm sure men They will beat your life away. Like he has the tank effect. Mm. Yes. Mm. No, it says he's five ten. Okay. It says he's five ten. You sure about that? I just can't see him being five seven. When I met him, I was taller than him, and I'm not six feet. I'm six foot. Am I taller than you? You are. Oh, I can't see him being that short. That thing is just. That thing is just, that just will bless your soul. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Even Siri chimed in like, hey. That will bless your soul. I mean, you also know that Morris Chest, Chestnut is short, too. Oh, right? I know he's short. I, because I, when I saw him, I'm taller than him. So, yeah. T.I. is very short. He's like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, exactly. Dr. Deuce, who would 
beat your back through and through. T.I.? Yes, yes. No, these like that one. Child, T.I. can't keep your clothes on. Keep your clothes on. Yeah, I'm not into T.I. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm not into T.I. Uh-uh. Maybe at 3 o'clock in the morning after pizza or something. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, I'm not at all. Mm-mm. Ever. Mm-mm. Maybe I got to smoke a couple of joints. Maybe have the dark liquor, and maybe, I'll, maybe, maybe, but you know, I all that. But I understand. Five ten, five ten. Come on, we. Ti does nothing for me though. No, he never. He never. He. I. He never. No, he didn't shit for me. He ain't making move for me at all. Okay, who's y'all one? Just go to. Who is that? Just that one. Just that's that's that's, that's it. Oh damn! Like if I had a choice. Yeah, if you had a choice, who is it? You know what? I hate to say this, but I'm probably going to have to go with, like, Colin Kaepernick would probably be, like, somebody that I would just just go and devour because he's, like, my kind of guy. Or somebody really, 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 like, skinny and tall. I don't know anybody. I don't know any other guy, though, that I can give you other than Colin him. Kaepernick. Oh. Hawaiian football player, Pamala. Oh. Mm-mm. You know what about? With, the, with the long curly hair? Who? Amala. He's the long, long curly hair. Um, um. Who do you play for? Hold on. Pamala. What the hell is a Pamala? Oh, I don't know what that. I don't know him. Pamala. Uh, um, Pamala. <laughs> Is he he's he's Hawaiian? Does he play for the 49ers? Uh uh Troy uh Paula I can never say his last name right. He is he is the uh safety for Pitt, Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I see you. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I see you. Okay. Yes, Troy. Okay. He's like he's a he's like he 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 got that strength and he's very intelligent. Yes. Sean, who is that one for you? You know, <laughs> it's um, I go back and forth, but I guess you can say Jason Jason Derulo. Oh, that's just because you saw him coming about the water. Actually, no, I've always thought the man was sexy. Thanks. You always. Oh. Jason Derulo? I like him big and. I always Mm -hmm. have. Jason Derulo sings, uh, what's his song? Uh, What's that hot song he sings? He sings, he has a couple of songs. No, the one that was. Oh, the big one was um, What You Say. And what how I go? Wait, wait, wait. It's the uh what's it's the, it's it's got that catchy beat. Something, something. Uh give us a give us a sample. Give us a sample. I'll just play it for you. Uh you can sing it. We don't want no I'm copyright or crazy. You, know, you know who uh you know who uh also uh will be my second my second person, which will uh be what's uh, what's the name's husband? Um um Zoe Kravitz's uh husband. Really? Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa? Yes. 
Then my other one, my second would be um, David McIntosh. David, I don't know him. Pull him up. David McIntosh, what does he do? Um, he's a model. Oh, he's a model, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know that Oh I'm... my God, yeah, I forgot about him. I have a type now, so. Yep. David McIntosh? Yep, I definitely have a type. You do have a type. How do you spell Macintosh? M-C-I-N-T-O-S-H. That's the dudes that be talking, be trying to holler at me, and I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. British. They'd be like, what's what's good? I'm like, not with you. Oh. Oh. That's some troublemakers. That's baby, number trouble. Number fucking trouble. Trouble. Darren, Darren doesn't like that type. Left in me, I just don't see like I feel like I would have to be with somebody that's real skinny because he's hot, but I, you can't have more muscles than me. Oh I mean, no, I, I don't mind. I, like you can be bigger than me. I don't mind. I I like a I like a big thick dude. I do. I do like a big thick dude. Yes, live your best life. Yeah, he's cute. I think. Big muscular dudes are gorgeous. Just gonna say. Mm. <laughs> Aha. Yes. You should come to the you should come to Equinox more often. They got those there. Sure do. They sure do. Well, hell, I'm coming to Equinox then, damn it. Let me find my let me go stand on the corner and get my four hundred dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> right. Four hundred is a lot. I can't. I can't afford that. Um, but y'all know I love me some Joe Wilford Sanga. He is a tennis player. He's just, oh my God, he's just, 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 just Joe just, Wilford Sanga. He's just sexy. Oh, he's just sexy. He looks like he 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 just want to sing you a ma- a wedding song and and take you shopping. Yes, take me shopping. Take me shopping. Let me see. Not beat the back out. Just take, just take you and get a main petty. He's six four. Rub your shoulders. Cookie four. He'd be on the barbecue pit, but he'll cook you something. Six four. That's a six, whole four. lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot. It's a big ass foot. Yeah. Yes, yes. He's Don't six, let that motherfucker hit you in the face with a foot. He is six four, y'all. Yeah, listen, I have a thing for guys. You know, I've always told people if a guy does not have nice feet, if his toes are not suckable, like we can, no matter how cute. I he agree. Is, like, and then the thing is, I can't stand short stubby toes. They gotta have like long. I was, I have so much criteria. That's why my ass is single over here, sitting on this couch at nine fifty two p.m. with no business, nobody to love me, <laughs> nobody to care. He's beautiful. I'm telling you, he's gonna take you. He's gonna take you get a mani pedi. He's gonna rub your shoulders. Yes. He's gonna get you together. Yes. Yes. Live my best life. Back <laughs> hundred shots around that back, yeah. just beat you to a pope, huh? Live my best life. I have, I've, I have those men in my life, like where because you know what, them tall motherfuckers is real hard to top. Well, you know my other, my other, Morris Chestnut will always be just the, the love. Like that's so difficult to top a tall man, especially when they thick and big. Look, you know how hard it's to hold their legs up, and they just be oh my god. 
No, you gotta you gotta work out before you top a a, a, a thick a, like a thick muscular dude. You gotta you gotta do some you gotta do some workout. Because it's a workout. Well, you better do some workout. And everybody else knows that my other my other crush is always Dwayne Martin. We all know that. I know he has that kind of like goofy goofy cuteness. He's got he got goofy cute. I've just always have liked Dwayne Martin. Always, always. Mm-hmm. Too bad he and Tisa broke up. Yeah, that hurt my heart. That hurt my heart. And then a little Vince Carter every now and then in your life will just <laughs> for you. Vince Carter. Yes. Okay. Well, come on. You know who Vince Carter is, right? Mm-hmm. You know who he is? I sure do. Mm-hmm. Okay, Toronto Raptors. Yes, that's where I, that's where I first met him. So there we go. Um, it's always interesting to know who's who people like, who people like. It always gives for great hot topics. Now our last item in hot topics. Um, oh no, it's not the last. Oh yeah, sort of, kind of. Um, all know that James Brown has been gone from this earth for quite some time. Not just yesterday, not just last year, 2006. So, a uh, old decade ago. Yes. So, an Atlanta prosecutor is wants to examine James Brown's death. So, he said he met with a woman who says she has evidence that Brown was murdered. Now, the daughter said, he's my father, I know he is, he's dead. We, we ain't gotta do no autopsy. But now, what is this, 2000? This, this is 2020. So somebody named Jackie Hollander, and she's a, I guess she's a circus something now, is what they called her. But she's been going back and forth with this prosecutor and it looks like we may be digging up James Brown. What well, are your thoughts about that for the family? He's been dead. Let that man rest in peace. Ain't no reason to be pulling his body up, doing no oh, damn autopsy on him. Let him wait, leave let him. this one alone. This man yeah. has been dead 14 years. I mean, and I get it. If the family doesn't necessarily want to know the truth if they're not pushing for it then why i mean i don't yeah the family is not it's not questioning i don't think that this should be a reason i'm like don't make your bones on this case lady yeah and the thing is so whoever it is who's bringing this up needs to flip their ass right back into the circus yeah so they said that um, a year ago, when CNN published the investigative series, 13 people wanted either an autopsy or a criminal investigation. <clears throat> Those people included Brown's manager, his son, Daryl, his last wife, a man who claimed to have taken a vial of Brown's blood from the hospital. Why would you take the man's blood from the hospital? Um, Jackie Hollander, who is a circus singer, circus singer, she's the one who calls CNN. So I'm a little confused. What are we going to get out of this, people? 
I guess finally know the truth, but well, the question I mean, is, do we really care? And do we always want to know the truth, or do we want to let some stuff just go I mean, to the grave? This would have been appropriate a year, two years, three years, four years after his death, maybe five. Yeah, but the, the, the whole fourteen years. Grown, okay? Like, what are you? I mean, what what is that going to do? I feel like at this point they've come to terms with the situation. They grieve. They've kind of moved on with their lives, and then yeah. you're kind of forcing them to relive this all over again, which with a with a different narrative at this point. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that that's right in my personal opinion. But that's just me, though. I'm just one person. Counterproductive to me. Like personally, I'm more interested in what color Donald Trump's real hair is. Than, right. Uh, and what his real complexion uh, looks like in his entire face. Mm-hmm. I hate with y'all. Without the tanning. Well, I would love to see how, how white are you? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there's so many other Are you things. lily white or are you, are you like, light, light bright white? Mm-hmm. Orange. Do y'all think that Donald Trump is packing or is he giving us that little two inches of terror? Is that why he's so angry? Because he ain't got, he don't have what it takes. Well, the stripper said he ain't got nothing down there. That's your head, baby. Yeah. You know, I, look like that skinny shaft with that big head on it. I'm sure Melania is just there for the money. Yeah, like the only thing he needs is probably eat it halfway good. No, I didn't think he does that. Right. right. I wouldn't oh, want to. That's right. He probably don't go down there. Oh, that's nasty. Imagine him going down there and getting all that makeup and all that spray, that, that but spray tanning. All over her coochie lips. She oh, that's her nasty. I'm sick. Pink and I'm he sick. come up in his orange. I'm sick. Donald oh, Trump looks like just a nasty ass old man. I cannot even imagine Donald Trump having sex. Me either. And I don't want to. That, that hurts. As long as he's happy with what he's doing in his bedroom, okay, go for it, baby. Because I don't want to fucking know. Mm-hmm. I speculate. I would he been there telling uh, Melania, he be saying, "Call me daddy, I'll deport your ass." Yeah. <laughs> I could just see him using his his just get, getting onto that nasty deportation role play. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, "My fingers on the fucking trigger." Nasty, nasty. Oh, that's disgusting. Okay, <laughs> I'm sick now. I'm officially sick. Ugh. I mean, just think about it. Watching her do the R. Kelly, getting it in. Oh no, I don't want to think about that. That's nasty. Like as For long them. as you know, they both getting it in. But who- I keep telling you, there's some people that they never should take their clothes off because they look horrible with clothes on. So I cannot imagine what they look like without them on. And he's somebody I would never want to see without his. Well, you know what? We know what Melania looks like, butt naked. Yeah. Well, we, Playboy. She's a stripper. She but she was butt naked with it. She, I mean, her, her body is the truth. Like yeah. her body's nice. If I want to see somebody out their clothes, I want Michael Strahan to take off his clothes. Let's go there. Why? What is oh. it with you, these old older men? This big football field. This oh. is how unimportant James Brown's death is. <laughs> <laughs> that we were shifted. I mean, he mentioned Donald Trump and we just took off and off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, James Brown. We do not want... No, we're not sorry because we want you to rest in peace and we want to leave yeah. it alone. Right. We want you to rest in peace. So y'all leave this alone because just the concept of, oh my God, that's too much. Now, 
the highlight of me, and I don't care what nobody say, we are done with awards. We are done. The Oscars is here. This is the last award show that we have to talk about because I'm sick of looking at dresses. <laughs> and you know, you know what, y'all? I actually watched the entire Oscars. I went to an Oscars party with, yeah. uh, with my, uh, to my ex, my ex's house, because he's been doing it for 20 years and he loves wait, it. Was he in the picture? Yes, he was in the picture. Oh, wait. I gotta go back and look at He the has the orange um, scarf on from Spain. Hold on, hold on. I'm That's my little five foot seven Spanish meatball. Spanish meatball. That's what I call him. Spanish meatball. I call him a Spanish meatball. I can't. I can't. Mm. Uh-huh. More. Oh my God! I didn't know that. I I didn't pay attention. Yeah. I didn't pay attention to yeah, that. Yeah, my problem. damn nerves sometimes, but it's okay. Five seven. So, the Oscars came. The Oscars left. Who was the best dressed? Oh, I, I, I got that one. Oh, you sure? I'm sure. Yeah. Um. I enjoyed Janelle Monet's outfit. Yes. That's like one. Glenda the Good Witch. You're not going to say she looked like Glenda the Good Witch. She did. And our soon to be EGOT. Cynthia Nerevo? Yes. Yeah, she looked great. I enjoy Charlize Theron. Theron. That dress gave me my entire life. Yes. It gave me my entire life. Yes. The split was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know who uh, I love? Regina King's dress. Regina King looked amazing. That haircut, everything. She just played that just right, didn't she? Yes, the makeup was right, the hair was right, the, the dress was everything on her body. It, it, it did something for her skin tone. It was good for her. It, it really was. Now, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your stylist needs to be shot. I don't even know who you are. I, I don't even know who you are. But this She's on my best dress list. was an epic fail. No, that that who that was who is that? What's her name? That's the Kool Aid Man from uh, Family Guy. We're not gonna do this. Oh, she is, she is on This Is Us. I, do, I, us. I don't know her name, but this dress did absolutely everything for her figure. What did it do you for it? A lie and a half. But you know what, what they did wrong? What what the hell did they do for? You know what they did wrong though. Wait, they gave no. her a bad weave. Can you put that picture back up, please? So we could just let's just start with her face. Wait. Uh Shar, can you give it to us from the other way? Can you put it a completely up? Cause her face is beautiful. I mean, but her, her, her weave is all wrong. It don't even match. It don't match the, the, the color tones don't match with each other. I saw this on TV, on live television. I was like, why is your weave not matching? Her name is... She's a lovely woman. She really is. Hartley? Is it Hartley Metz? She's so pretty. I think her name is Hartley. 
She's giving you big girl realness. That's what she's giving. I think okay. she's a pretty woman. I'm, 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 I want to, I want to ask, where is her neck number one? Because I don't see that. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm just gonna keep my commentary to myself regarding her, her. name is Hartley Metz. You know what did, what did, what did uh, Auntie Rita say? Nice gowns, beautiful gowns. It's, you know, it's for me. What does it? It's, it's the combination of like no neck, little arms. Lot, it's a lot going on in that picture. You hear me a lot. But when they gave her that dress, she thought she was everything. She's like, "Ooh, it matches my lipstick. I'll put this on." And I I'm don't put- know what the dress did for her because it just made her look way bigger than she is. <laughs> exactly. It's a cute, cute off-the-shoulder num- number. But look at the sides. I mean, how much off-the-shoulder is <laughs> You said what? How much off the shoulder is it? <laughs> you know, it it just goes down to the side. It just uh, you know, girl on me. Like she says, it was, it, you, "You know what? This designer looks like a man who did not how to, did not know how to dress a full figured woman." Okay. Like this was a man. This this like somebody says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna I'm gonna throw lipstick. I'm just gonna I'm gonna just make this look really pretty." On a Can you kid. imagine the kitten heel that she has on that dress? <laughs> <laughs> just, like, I'm so upset by this dress because she has this. She, I would not be surprised if that woman is wearing tube socks underneath that dress in Skechers. I just. <laughs> oh. I just. I can't. I can't. I, I can't give you guys. I opinion. think it was just all wrong. I thought it was all wrong for her figure because her figure's better than that. I've seen her on This Is Us. She has better clothes. I mean, it's a beautiful gal. Beautiful gal. You know, and... It's nice, flowy, flowy gal. You know, you know the, the clouds are cotton candy and the little, you know, sprinkles on her ice cream. And, you know, she just... <laughs> I'm not... not this, 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 that is horrendous, okay? It made her boobs look like one big biscuit. It made her her lower her bottom look like one big lower bottom. Like I don't like, yeah, like, like, no like it gave her no leg. Like go back and look like Rebel Wilson. You got face, second chin, no neck, and then it go right down to like shoulders, and then titties, and then it goes to legs. You remember when on a uh, Family Guy when Peter didn't have the bottom half, he had just the legs, and it went up to his chest, and he was running. That's how she looks. I can't. <laughs> I can I, I just don't see the the I don't see the, the it's not flattering for her. Now I wonder if she's pregnant because this that this that would explain the dress. Say what? With with the, because of only because of her face. If she was pregnant, that would not it's that I feel like it'd still be the same. Well, um Tamron Hall looked amazing as usual. She did. The dress did. It did wonders for her. You know, yeah. she has that 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 figure. She can pull off anything. She sure. gave me Angela Bassett. I was about to say, she gives me Angela Bassett's sister. Yes, yep. she does. Absolutely. She can never give full Angela Bassett, but she, she gave enough. And I yeah. with um Fernando. Um what's the what's the girl what's the girl's name you said? Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson looked amazing. She's, yes, she's that's lost how you do a full-figured body. Oh no! Wait, wait, 
with him down there with the with the uh, suit on, you know, with the with the purple and okay. So he was he was paying homage to Kobe Bryant, right? Spike What's Lee. Spike, Spike Lee. Lee. No, I'm a youngster. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm this one right here. I thought that he looked like a big ass crown royal bag. You know, when you get crown royal. Sure bags. does. And I was like, That's what it was. I was I wondering said, what it looked like. Yeah, I said, I said, he's, I said, he's just like a crown royal bag, and it said no. He's paying homage to Kobe Bryant. I said, oh. Well, I didn't understand okay. the homage. What homage is he paying? 24. Because the, the Lakers colors in the 2 4. Yeah. Or. Okay. But. You're real gay. You could have did another suit. What does this suit. But get? look at the shoes that he, he had on and how his pants is floating and his shoes are like three sizes too big. Well, he got the homage is. Suit. The homage is this is the Lakers colors. Which we just said, and then twenty four was Kobe's member. Well, was, but the fact that it was it was a, it was a noble suit, like a crown royal bag. It looks it, like a crown royal bag. I agree. It, 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 I it thought he was crown royal Lakers. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I enjoyed. Uh, who else did I think? I liked Rebel. Like I said, Rebel looked very nice. And Rebel has lost some weight. If y'all but they did everything for her figure. They did everything mm-hmm. to accent, accent her figure. Yes, they did. But she has lost some weight. And I love how her dress was a little off the shoulder. It gave you a little Was that an accident? I feel like that was an accident. Yeah, I don't feel like that's on purpose. Oh, you don't think so? Yeah, I feel like, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, I actually like that. Yeah, I don't mind it. I actually kind of hate this dress too. It doesn't do. Her, <laughs> <laughs> her chest area it. is too big. Her cleavage doesn't give. It, it's, it's it's something about that 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 empty space in the, in the chest area. They should have gave her a chandelier to cover that because it's just it's a canvas and she's really pale, so it's like a blank canvas. You just want to draw on it or something, you know. Now, who else had an amazing dress? was Cynthia. Cynthia gave you the dress of dresses, honey. And she put that leg out there and she said, mm-hmm. yes, it's my time to shine and I'm going to shine. Can I, can I ask you guys a question? Who is this right here? That is Robin. Roberts. Uh, Robin she Roberts. She looked like uh, Key from Key and Pill. That's how I thought she was when I saw her in that dress. I just... You're not gonna talk about mother. Mother is a part of our mother is a part of our LGBT community. Clearly. She's still having an ugly dress now. And the tan that she had, I said, I mean, Jesus. And we're not go we're not gonna talk about mother because I think mother is out of room. I think her cancer has come back. Oh, I didn't know she was, but that's very unfortunate for her. She is a anchor on Good Morning America. Here goes your boy, Billy Porter. I actually like this dress on him, to be honest with no. you. No. Now, I like some of the stuff that Billy Porter, I understand the statements, but I did not like w- which which one. Are you talking about the, the brownish looking thingy? Yeah, I like the heels and I like the top, the, the corset part of the top. No, that thing, that thing was all wrong for me. That, that it, I don't know what he was doing with all of it. Uh, like the bottom part, like the top part said one thing, the bottom part said something else. Yeah. 
And like, if he was gonna do his hair like that, you should just did a keratin treatment. And then I'm I was so like, dumb. "Why'd you put a part?" Because <laughs> he was trying to do white lady hair, and it worked out. He showed you did a keratin treatment so he can smooth it out real good, so he can actually. Those, those shoes look cute though. You can't lie. Those those heels that he have on those those look fly. But I just didn't understand the the skirt. I didn't. It doesn't. The skirt could have been something else, but not that. Yeah. Because I've accepted that you're going to wear some outlandish stuff. I like the I like the top part. I like the heel. Now I like the heel. Yeah. Nice. I just don't like this bottom part. I'm like, what is up with her? And that's going to be a butterfly skirt. Damn mess. Was it a butterfly like, skirt? He wants to do Queen of the Night at the top. Now who? Okay, so he has on three different outfits. Yes. So we go. Those we're gonna give that worst outfit of of all life is Billie Eilish. Oh God. That mess. I don't even know that. Billie Eilish is the one who took the the um Grammys this year and won everything under sun, and that just I don't. uh, I I, like those nails. Ah, 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 ah. And do you know that Chanel she got on? That is Chanel that she has on. And I don't care what nobody say, just because you're a world famous designer, you can have some ugly shit. And, and Chanel is It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I, I don't hate this. I think this has has her personality in it. And that's all that's probably the reason why is I did like an emo or like depressed or something like that. Because it gives me a very sinister. That's part of her, 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 her pre-image. Like, yeah, like, her whole album is about being depressed. It's depression mm. and suicide and mm. still working in her, her mom's basement. Stay, yeah, this is very much her. You know, she I, I, I like it because it's her. And who is she again? <laughs> Some white girl that can't sing. They can't I'm like, I've never seen her before. Every, I thought that was every, every, Grammy, every Grammy known to man. She swept the Grammys. She did. I'm just now learning who she, who she is. And I was like, oh she my was, God. She was using a lot of commercials. She was using a lot of events. And that's the reason why she's got the vote that she got because she was very widely commercially used. Mm. And well, it was still horrible. Well, I love her nails. And uh, that's in her hand. Whatever is on her hand, I'm here for it. But that's really the only thing that I'm here for. And I was a very intellectual, smart girl. Like to hear her speak, she's got a point of view. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that this is our last award, and I don't have to look at another dress. Well, you know, you know what? I, I'm just happy that the, who, who who swept the night was the the, uh, the uh, South Korea. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, for Parasite. Parasite was amazing. So, how many people saw all the movies that were nominated? I Not saw half. So, nobody saw all. I, I didn't see all of them, but I saw the majority of them. Not half. I did see half. I did see uh, the uh, Ford Ferrari. Half the half is 75%. I seen Ford Ferrari. I seen Parasite. I seen. And then the, after that, we say. How many say zero? 
Was it chapter two on there? Was who? It chapter two uh, in in the movies. Because I'm gonna tell you something right now. <laughs> I watched they on Southwest, and Pennywise is one crafty motherfucker. He knew exactly where to go and take that hey Georgie shit in the gutter that he was pulling. Because if he would have been in Oakland or you know in the Lower Ninth Order in the Dade Ooh, County, Miami, which is out there. Them kids would have lit that gutter the fuck up, okay? They would have took that BB gun and just... They would have beat him out of that damn wig. What the I hell is it? <laughs> is that a movie? It's a thriller movie. Oh. oh, yeah, I don't watch the but, but Pennywise but, knew who to fuck with. I'll just say that. Honestly, exactly. in the Oscars, there were some really good movies. Well, I haven't seen any of them. I'm the one who... Parasite deserved to win, though. Parasite was one of the Parasite was about classism and uh, and um, and, a, and about a social inequality, oh, but okay. it, uh, it was it was it was all done in South Korea. But it was really about social perception. Like 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 mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, true, it's a true story that in, in, in China they perceive American products as the gold standard. Like I was stuff as yeah, we're, Americans are considered like the high end of class. Mm. Like that's how we perceive there. Like we're our perception is way different about ourselves than it is in other countries. And that particular mm-hmm. country, that's how they look at us. And so the movie was really reflected upon that. It was a little bit of that with a touch of, um, what's his name? The one that did Kill Bill. Oh, I know you're talking about. Like over. It had a bit of that in there too. Kill Bill. Okay. Was 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 Tyler Perry's a fall from grace in there? No, the wedding, the wedding, a wedding, a wedding, a wedding story was in there. A wedding story is amazing. Uh uh, we for that we is not gonna let that slide. You know that was a dig from him. You know, I know. that was a dig. No, it was in there for best wig design. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are bad. Oh no! It was and it was best cinema 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 photography when she he was walking down the street and she walked out the picture. <laughs> well, at least go we'll see Harriet. Damn it! Go we'll, we'll see at least the one black film they had. One black film. Harriet. You know. Okay, so I missed it because for the last Tuesdays. Um, I forgot one of these movie theaters was showing Harriet for free for Black History Month. Mm. So on Tuesday nights, and I missed it. And it was I good. Was, I was going to try to go see it. But I remember she said something about Black people that kind of turned me off. And so, but unfortunately, in my senior moment, I can't remember what it was that she said. Probably As, because it was irrelevant. I think people need to stop policing what people say. Yes, in their lives, because I'm pretty sure if a camera followed or a recorder actually followed either one of us around, we all say some problematic shit. shit we say, right we say some problematic stuff on the show. Well, hell, if they follow me, they would be bored because I don't. If they follow me, y'all would probably the things that I talk about and I'd make fun of in my day to day life with my friends. It, it, we're toxic people, and we find. <laughs> In in, in, in in tragic situations. I don't know how or what, but I'm telling y'all, following me around with a camera would be very, very bad. A lot of people would hate me because... Did you say y'all are toxic? <laughs> we're to- toxic people. And we know, I think what it is, and I was explaining to one of my, my friends, um, 
grieving for this younger generation. And I think Blacks as well, we grieve by making fun of things. We make light out of the situation. And people will not understand that that are not a part of our culture because they don't get how, you know, uh, Aretha Franklin being in her casket, we could talk about, you know, her switching outfits and say, oh, Patty could never, you know, it's like, we do this or, you know, we, we make fun of things to make light of it because that's what we've had to do since we've come over here. We've had to make light out of our destructive situations. And so I just go around and I make light of every goddamn thing, okay? So <laughs> I'm no good. You're no good. No good. No good. You're no, no good, baby. You're no good. I try to know I'd have enemies. Civil lining and people. Okay. I so try to find understanding. We're gonna do a reality show then. <laughs> we're gonna do the fellas reality show. Oh, and we're gonna follow y'all with some cameras and see what happens. You don't wanna follow me. Baby, yours is already gonna be rated triple X. <laughs> Right. Not lately. Shit, it's been it's been ghost town up in this piece. It's been ghost town. Yeah, it's winter time. I don't I don't be feeling like doing all that mess. You know how much effort you got to put into dinner with a man. You know, That's the time that you want to be. Everybody hollers by what's this cuffing season? No. <laughs> you know the last time that I I was in in, in had an encounter was. In, at June of last year at New York Pride. You been I pray for you. Did you say did you say June of last year? June of last year. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. But you, know. you backed up. Your system is backed. No. It just be you know what for me, I guess I'm a Leo, so like I'm very like everything is meaningful and I really I I got to the point where like I don't want sex to become like an emotionless act for me. I feel like when you have sex with so many different people and you just give it away, nothing is special. And I'm like, I don't want to just think of it as being like, oh yeah, I want to actually feel something and, you know, have some meaning to my sex life. And so, you know, I agree. Half the time when you just, you know, jack off and you, you, all that urge goes away. It's as simple as that. I mean, you know, you can actually psych yourself out by just doing that. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of over the whole, um, the whole dating scene and that whole bullshit. I don't got time for that, honestly. And then not to mention everybody and their damn mama is uh, taking pills to, you know, take it through the situation. It's I can't. <laughs> Unfortunately, for some people, it's 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 not even an option. Yeah. Sometimes it's really it really is a problem for some people because mm-hmm. truth be told that men actually are producing less testosterone ever in history as really? of right now. Yeah, like we produce the lowest amount of testosterone in human history. At this, it's because the chemicals that we ingest, the model that this put into our foods and in our air quality. It's the grade. It's the grade. Our our testosterone levels. That's why a lot of men are dealing with a lot of ED problems and a lot of testosterone hormone imbalances. A lot of men are getting breast cancer nowadays 
you know, it's, it's because, because, because especially in African-American men, they're getting breast cancer because it's very more prevalent in African-Americans than it is in the other race. Um, so those are some true story facts. Like I'm like, and then we were talking about like, you know, as far as the relationship things, it's because we, we, I, a, a lot of us don't really uh, put a vocabulary to how we really feel about the things that go on in our heads, the narration that goes on our heads and being honest about them, good, bad, or indifferent. And when you, when, when you don't give a voice to that and a vocabulary to that, you tend to be lost in your own, in your own self where you don't know how to identify with what you want. Mm. And then you sit there and then you say, I can't stand nobody when you don't know who the fuck you are. Mm. Because you never, you, never, you never owned it, good, bad, or indifferent. When you say, I'm this, you could be okay with being this. But when you try to present it to other people, they'd be like, who the fuck are you? Well, bitch, I know who the fuck I am. Did you know who the fuck you are? When I'm, sh- when I'm showing you who the fuck I am, then, then I need you to know who the fuck you are so you know how to receive me. Right. And if you can't do that, bye. Well, Sean knows who he is because he's settled. He has a husband. Ah! Well, that doesn't guarantee anything. That just guarantees that you, that, you, that you made it one over. Sean better know who he is. He has a good husband. He got a good man. He got a good one. He got a good one. Yeah, we learn to the day we die, baby. We continue to learn, grow, manifest. We not guaranteed to nothing. I just think, um, I have a lot of friends who say that they're just over dating over the dating scene they're over dealing with it but i'd like to know like what gets you to that point where it's like okay i'm over something that i actually want well for me i think like so i've been in three long-term relationships in my life most like they were mostly back to back um and what i found with myself is that every relationship that i've been in like when I, my first love, it was like the flower would, you know, it was like this new exciting thing. I never felt these emotions before. Then you get with the second one. It's like, okay, it's love again, but I still carry those emotions from before. And that, that kind of shaped my view of a relationship. And that was the bar that was set. So it's kind of like, okay, then you go to the third one. It's like, okay, at this point, I don't give a shit what you do. I don't really care. I'm doing my own thing. When we're together, we're together. When we're not, we're not. And that kind of scared me that I was my, I've noticed that with men, I expect for it to just be like a momentary like thing where we talk for a little bit and then they go, I don't, because I know what could happen. And because I know that in this day and age, we're so disposable, like we can literally get on an app and and, and put in a a, a search bar, the type of men that we want. And we have all these profiles that pop up with the, the height and the weight and the, all this stuff and so it's kind of like i just feel like there's no point in putting in that effort because there's why one when you can have all and that's kind of the mindset that i've i feel that other men have so in regards to myself i just um I don't have time to play with my emotions. You know, every time you meet somebody and and you give yourself to them and then it doesn't go right, it's like a piece of you is taken away to the point where you have no more of yourself left to give. And so I don't want to be at a point where I can't love somebody and I can't allow someone to love me because I'm so like, you know, jaded because of the misfortune, the people that I shouldn't have been giving my time to, but I did. And you know, I just don't want to play those games with myself or with anybody else for that matter. 
and, and to be honest with you, like I like I and I, I'll say this openly with you with you guys. Like you know, before I met Manuel, I was single for fifteen years, oh. and I dated nobody. When you when you say I have time for nobody, I had. When you say I have no time for nobody, I really didn't. I literally shut all of that off. I did not date for 15 years, nobody. I left it, even when I, you know, when I was in Atlanta, I did nothing. Like I, I hooked up with people and I was good with that. I did, I started to relearn what I wanted for myself, both physically and emotionally. And so sex for me, I got to enjoy that as how I articulated myself sexually. I enjoy sex, I like sex. So I knew what I wanted out of it. And I got many different things out of it. And that's just how I identify with it. But when it came to relationships, that was much more special to me. Like I took that more serious and I still do. And oddly enough, when I met Manuel, I met him on Scruff. And the moment we start talking, he set the stage for exactly what he wanted. And I did not expect that. He wanted to go on a serious date. We didn't talk about sex or anything. We talked about each other and he really was in tune with it. And the first time we met, we met at a coffee shop in Oakland. Mm. And we talked. We never, we didn't even have sex until we met for the fourth time. We saw you thought that was our fourth date when we ever ever had sex. Look and I that. have the pictures it, and everything. It can and, be done. It can yeah, be done. It, Look like, it. It ha- like it, and the thing is that like even when we broke up, we didn't break up because we didn't like each other. It was because he he realized that I was more serious than he was and, and, and a more serious relationship and he wasn't ready. He thought he was ready emotionally and he wasn't. And he was really honest with me. It's like, I thought I was ready and I'm not. And I and he was very honest, and we had an honest conversation about what went wrong and why we couldn't say that in the beginning. You know, and, and we we and that's why we remain friends to this day. We still very close friends. I still love him. I'm not in love with your him. ex. He said, "Yeah." So one of the other issues that I'm having, well, so like I know this couple. They're like in their like mid forties, fifties, and they're getting married. They've been dating for like three or four years. And one of the guys said to me, he said, you know, it took me 40 years to meet him. And one thing that I just don't want to, I don't want to happen to myself is I don't want to grow old, no offense to nobody. I don't want to grow to an age where now I kind of have to find somebody and fall in love because time is ticking. Nope. I want to have, oh, I, nope. ideally, I want to be with somebody where we can be young together, grow together in my head, that makes sense. Of course, that's not the way it always is, but I've found that a lot of men that I've talked to, um, a lot of them that are couples, they've spent their entire lives without each other. And then when they were like 45, they met each other and then they got, they're getting married and they're settling down now. But it's like, how can that be the love of your life if that person has not been a part of your life and you've lived your entire life almost. You lived 40 years without this person. That's a long time to say, I found, I, I guess I'm still in. Sometimes you walk a similar path and you can actually walk, walk into in a walk in intersection with a, a path to someone's life. And sometimes it clicks, it's like a recipe. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just that, like, it's like you're, you've been walking on a similar journey. Like, I mean, oddly enough, like if Manuel was ready, we would have been, we probably would have been engaged by now. Probably. Mm-hmm. Like it was because we walked the same path. Like it was like we knew each other forever. It mm-hmm. just made sense emotionally and and, uh, and and intuitively it just worked for us. That's why we still remain friends. I would actually take it a step further, actually. Um, I believe that in order to meet the person that is the love of your life, not to say that you can, you can meet them 
um, within the first first per- person that you date. But in order for me, I believe in order to meet them, you have to date mm-hmm. because through dating, you mature, you learn things about yourself. Like, for instance, when I was 21, 19, 21, between 19, between 19 and 21, I was in this, I want to date a thug phase. And guess what? I got one. They were fine too. <laughs> not, never again. Because I learned, I learned from that. That's not what I want. Then as I matured through life, I went through several different iterations of who I thought I was going to be with, what I thought I wanted for myself. And I would get it and slowly realize, okay, maybe this is not, this is not for me. Right. Bring it in there. There are people who, of course, I fell in love with. And of course, I um, felt some sort of connection with. But for one reason or another, it didn't pan out. And with each situation, instead of allowing it to um, put me in a space of being jaded, um, I took it as a learning experience because I learned some, something new about myself. And you can't, you can't just say that because when they've gotten older, because like I'm at a point, I'm older. We all know that. Yes, we know that I'm older, but I'm content being by myself. Now there are, I would like to date. I would like to be in a relationship, but if it doesn't come, I'm still living my best life. I'm right. getting out doing what I want to do. And I'm, I'm not letting that hinder me. Now I get mad at Sean because Sean got all these friends and he'll never introduce me to anybody. But uh that's another story. That's another show. No, no, and no. the older you get, you figure out who you are. Because like I talked about on the other show on my on my personal podcast, I talked about being open to poly. So being in a poly relationship, that I've learned as I've gotten older that it works for me. When I was younger, hell no, that would not have worked for me. But now that I'm older, I'm like, well, I could do this. I could do this. And I owe that thanks to Triangle, the web series that I watch. They're amazing. The writing helped me see that that's something that I would be willing to consider. But in my young age, oh, hell no. But in my old age and with wisdom and know that communication is the key to everything, communication. We got to say some guidelines and this is where we're going and this is where we're trying to get to. And if this is not working here, then we're gonna stop here, reevaluate it and start over, or we're gonna stop and say, this is it. And, and, you, and, you, know, and you know what? That's, that's pretty much where I went. Where like when I first, my first relationship, I, I fully believe in full monogamy. I mean, I, and that's all I wanted. And then as I've gotten older, I've been, I've, I've changed my point of view. Like I'm okay with a, a relationship. I prefer it. And like, in I, like in my 15 years of being single, what I did was I learned how to date myself. And what I did, what I did was what I mean by that, I start to question the things, the little nuances that I would catch myself doing. And it's like, mm-hmm. is this, is, is this serving me well? Is this something I want in my life? Is this something I want to, I want to present to the man that I want to have in my life? Like, is this the person I want to show up to? And, I, and then now I'm like, now I do group therapy and, I'm, and I do one-on-one therapy. I'm in a psychological, uh, like, uh, and I, I want a counselor. I, take, I go to every Friday, I go tomorrow, and I, every Tuesday I do group therapy. And it's actually, and this, he's a specialist about relationships, developing relationships. And it really helped me focus on how I show up in the world, especially the group therapy, because it allows other people to see me and witness me. And they could tell me how they see me good, bad, or indifferent. 
And so when I'm sitting here in my feelings, I'm like, that's not who I am. Maybe it is. And maybe I didn't know that. Maybe yeah. that's my blind spot that I didn't know because we're all riddled with blind spots. We don't know how we show up into the world until someone tells us how we show up in the world. Right. You know, so. How many you know, people are in group therapy? What's that? How many people are in the group therapy? Um, there's one, two, three, four, five. Okay. And it's all, it's all gay men and it's one, actually one heterosexual man. He's, uh, and he's Mexican. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's a very it's a very interesting group, and it's real, and they all have different personality traits. Like one's a teacher, one's one has a very analytical uh, personality. He pushes my buttons like to the point where I like get angry. He pushes. Oh. He's a button pusher. Yeah, he he does it, and turns out it's a defense mechanism. And and why he does it is because it makes like when sometimes when I talk, I, you know, I I talk very boastfully, and so he he says it makes him feel less than so he has to feel like that he has to not take me down a notch as a defense mechanism because it makes that feeling that he has ultimately makes him feel lonely because mm. he's feeling he's ostracized by himself like when he and feels now, like he's less than and so, so that's something that i didn't know is a group theory for people who are focusing on wanting to be in relationships um, creating meaningful relationships, period, because um, the, the guy I'm talking about has a boyfriend, the teacher has a husband, um, and, the other, one, and the, uh, the other one, he's single, and the other one, uh, he, um, the straight guy just broke up with his girlfriend. Well, goddammit, I'm going to say this again, y'all. I'm single. Why everybody got somebody? I'm single. I'm single. Well, I'm, I'm single too, babe. Like, I'm, I'm single. by myself. I'm like, it's a process, but I am learning to turn the camera for now. Turn the camera. Huh? <sighs> I just, for me, I think that life is, uh, in life, you're always going to be learning, especially when it comes to people and learning yourselves, yourself. And you never know. You might have already met your soulmate. You're just not in a space or place. Mentally. Uh, level where you can actually realize that relationship i did meet my soulmate i do know that i have already met my soulmate yes i do know that i did i don't know that for me yet i, I feel like i've met my soulmate but i feel like like one of my exes in particular i feel like we were perfect together like we lived in new york had an apartment all this stuff and we were young i feel like if we would have met each other as adults in a more mature state of mind, we would have probably been able to do a lot better. Um, I just, I don't know. It's one of those things where I, in my, I, I'm, I am a different type of gay guy. I am very to myself. I'm a homebody. I don't go out to the clubs. I'm not a part of the community in any way, shape or form really. And people, they're always, I guess because my personality is so out there sometimes and people, they don't understand that like, when I'm out, I don't get hit on by guys because I think I have this RBF or like maybe my personality. Like I kind of automatically let people know without telling them like, don't fuck with me. RBF? So, yeah, I got a little, so, you know, my friend, he says, we What's went RBF? to RBF? Resting like a rest face. Mm -hmm. So one of my friends, I was in Orlando not too long ago and one of my friends, rest he took me around some of his other gay friends and he said, Darren, he said, you have a way of letting people know 
like not to fuck with you without even saying it like just the way that you come off like it's not rude but it's almost like and i'm like i don't know why i do that i don't know where it comes from but and so that may be something that you want to you uh, you may want to like that's so for me that's why i went to therapy it's just to find out more about my blind spots i'm like why am i doing this why do i show up like this right you're right because maybe i'm blocking myself from inviting in the person that i've been looking for and i want it or maybe somebody i didn't even know what exists for me true but then i will um, also throw in that people may just be naturally intimidated by you and that that's something i ran into a lot i get really? that sometimes. a lot when i was in my um a lot when i was like out there like trying to date people would um i'd find out later like oh i had a crush on you but i thought that i wasn't good enough for you really well that's not the one that. and you, it's like a and it was actually like a casualty of being successful at a young age that's not the one for you then because if you if you if you ain't got a man who ain't got a big enough backbone to ha- to handle that then that's not the one you want to have in your life yeah you, you like you want a man with a backbone baby to come step up to you and say what's up I remember having someone, um, you know, still friends actually to this day, but um, we had that conversation maybe about three, four years ago. And he was like, yeah, I always liked you. I just never thought I was good enough for you. I didn't think I made enough money for you. Oof. Ooh. I have, I've, 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 I've been Well, your damn, your damn garage full of Mercedes, what they expect. Don't tell the people what I drive. <laughs> but... Oh, <laughs> damn garage full of Mercedes. What the, the hell? So, but people don't get like I worked my ass off. I went to college. I had shitty job after shitty job after shitty job. And when I finally got to a place, yes, I bought myself some, something nice. I don't expect you to have to have the same thing. No, right. And nor do I require you to. Nor do right. I require you exactly. I don't know. This is what I wanted for myself. Yeah. I provide for myself. You you are obligated to provide nothing to me but your time, space, and opportunity to meet and to know more of you. That's right. Give me your heart and hand, baby, and and we can do the rest. And I Mm -hmm. think because so many people don't have a a good vision of what relationships is like, is why it's such a struggle for people to be in monogamous relationships because they didn't grow up seeing and not and I, I talked about this with a friend another day when i came up there was no there was no out gay male beside what liberace y'all don't know who liberace is y'all yeah i do i know who he yeah. is and his his house was not a damn mansion it's a fucking track home anyway i hate you <laughs> but he was the out out man but there was no black men that we're in a relationship and you can say, oh, I want this when I when I grow up. I want this to be this way. There wasn't a picture of what that looked like. For there wasn't no picture of that. And nowadays, these young guys, they have it because every other week, somebody getting engaged on some form of social media. And you're seeing relationships now. But the problem, too, is still that people, they didn't know once they got in, now they got in a relationship, how to stay in the relationship. And that's why therapy is good because now that you've got blind spots, you have blind spots that you don't know about. And people, and basically I tell people this psychologically, 
you are riddled with landmines across your entire body. You don't know, you never know which one's going to get pushed that's going to set you off. Right. And when you're unaware of yourself wholeheartedly, someone, you leave yourself completely open to pushing your button. And when right. you know you have complete control and power over yourself is when, when somebody attempts to push a button that you already have, un, you have already, uh, already diffused already, because you know yourself in that way, when someone can say something about you, that you'd be like, okay, I, I'm, I, I know about that too. Good for, good for you that you recognize it. Bye. Yeah, because when, when people used to call me petty, I was like, yeah, I'm petty today. Tomorrow petty I'm good. Petty. Okay, you petty, petty. Okay. Some days I'm petty. Some days I'm a gentle soul. Some days I always try to lead with positivity and I always try to lead, uh, lead with understanding and empathy with others. But some days you're human. And you, you, got, you have your moments. And it doesn't mean that you are, that, that's who you are as a person in general. It just means that you're having that kind of moment, that kind of day. We are multi you know, we're multifaceted people. That's who mm -hmm. we are. But when you know yourself and aware of yourself, then you can own all of it. You can own all of it. That doesn't mean it's as a representation of who you are as a whole person. It's just an aspect of you, period. True. And I own that I love fried chicken. Hell yeah. But I also would like to say no matter how much you know yourself there's still an aspect of being in a relationship that is going to be learned um as you're in it because you are two whole ass different people people yeah, you're coming to, together you're to, you're to together living together with someone is very different <laughs> than just dating them because now how long have you two been together now we're going on four years. And how long have you been living together? Going on three. See, there it is. And it's a challenge every damn day. Oh God, it's a challenge. <laughs> but it's but when you're committed to something, you're committed to working through it. I mean, and that is the part of relationships that nobody tells you about. They tell you about to be committed to work through it. Exactly. They tell you about how happy you'll be waking up next to somebody. They tell you about how it'd be great to travel together, how it'd be great to acquire things together, and how it's great to um, just have someone there. But what they do not tell you is how to navigate when you're having a serious breakdown in communication, or how to without just throwing your hands up and saying "fuck it all." um how to navigate um a breakdown in trust or how to navigate external fact factors that um put pressure on your relationship they don't tell you that shit that's stuff that you have to learn um as you're going through it see you guys are amazing you, you know my you my best my best friend just got married last year Last year, and, uh, and I mean, it was a beautiful big wedding. They spent um, probably around 50 grand, 50, $60,000 on the wedding. I'm talking horseback riding on the beach. Damn it. I'm still mad at Fernando because he didn't take me shit. <laughs> like, and, and my best friend, I mean, I've been knowing him for 15 years. We went through college together, and he is a staunch monogamous. Like, he did not get into shit. Like, he only would he only was, have sex with men that he, only, he dated. He was very, very particular. And so he got married to his, uh, you know, to his husband now. And literally, it's not even been, it's been, haven't been a year yet since they've been married. And now they're in an open marriage. Mm. Oh, wow. Because they got to a maturity level where they, the idea of something didn't match the reality they, they, they set in. Because they had that, once they had that talk, they both realized they both were thinking the same thing. 
because one more he was like that. He was like, go ahead. He's like, I am completely okay. And he would, my best friend was like, really? Say what? And it was like, they took, he, he, it dawned on him that he was at a different maturity level that his, his life lessons that brought him here. Like he spent so much time trying to guard a relationship in such a way that he thought defined his, his relationship or his love for his husband or his partner that he, it even crossed his mind that this, he, he was going to be in this kind of situation and now he is. And he's okay with it. They're actually, he's like, I can't believe we got to this point already. And he said, I'm so glad we got this out the way because I was so scared. This is how I have to have a relationship. But his life got him in that. I mean, we're the same age. We're both 36. We both, we're a month apart. And it just, it, it, life and relationships will change and mature you in a way that you may not be able to see right now. So as you're going down that amazing journey we call life, always know that there are going to be different doors. And sometimes you need to open that door. It may not be the door that you wanted to open. And it may not be the uh, steps might be a little steeper than when you turned in there. You thought it was just going to be an easy climb when you went in. But you open the door and some of those steps go straight up to heaven. And then some of those steps go straight down. You just have to be willing to accept who you are and be willing to work through who you want to be and get to know yourself and know the person that you're with. And communication is always, always, always the best key. I had a different topic for the night, but I tell y'all the fellas, they come through and they give some amazing things. And I thought this was a good thing for us to just ride it on out. Just ride it on out. Conversation. I really, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, like I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't go. I'm not in these streets like everybody. I don't do that. Uh, but I'm not, in, I'm not in anybody's club. I'm, I'm not, at Sean's I'm, house eating food at Sean's house. I'm, I'm usually at a, you know, I'm, I'm at the low key spots. Like I'm, like, my, like my friends and I, we go, we are like they, they have these little sailboats on uh, in Oakland. We go sit on the sailboat, have a, have a drink, and, and spend the day on the sailboat with some food, with some food and shit. That's I don't even get invited to that, and I can bring bottles. I got wine to bring. I don't get invited to that shit either. Geek sure oh, does. He brings yeah. great wine. Well, Sean well, invites you, me to his house. You guys, you guys will be invited. The boats just got remodeled, so they could. So, so that's why they couldn't go out for riding right now. It's just in time for the springtime boating season. And so I'll make sure my wig is cut. My wig. So is I want cool. to invite you, all, you guys, all to come on the boat and have some uh, some drinks, sail, and we we actually go and connect to other boats out on uh, out, out on the island and actually just go bar, boat hopping. And it's different people cook different foods. You meet mm -hmm. different people, and on it's just island. a good time. Yeah, what island? What island? Oh, uh, shucks. Is it, it's past Treasure Island. Past Treasure Island. I thought he was talking about Lake Merritt for a second. I was like, wait, they got I islands? Did. <laughs> no, we I did too, actually. We go from Oakland into the city. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, we spend the whole day right, uh, boating. Like, we, just sail, we just sail right, right on out. And then sometimes we go cycling. We do a cycle. We do, we do a cycle. I don't do the club stuff. I'm like, child, I ain't trying to break my leg. Like, the only time I'm going out is if I'm getting paid to. And if you okay, ain't paying me, I ain't going nowhere. I do have a question. What is the problem with the club? Because it's Boring. just sometimes. Boring. Is it that there's no spaces that cater to African-Americans? Or, like, what no, is it? No, no, no. Because I'll go pop lock and drop it anywhere. But... 
<laughs> like I, the, it's just like the like after a while it gets repetitive, and then and then you get the same queens, and then all of a sudden the ones you don't talk to they start to speculate who you are. All of a sudden you got a rumor about you, and you didn't even fucking know you, and now you and the, you all of a sudden in a scene that you didn't want to be a part of. Like I, I've been been here for five years, and I like I would go to the club every other Saturday. And all of a sudden, people start, start, I had rumors spread about me. I'm like, who are these people? And did I do, what, what the fuck did I'm doing? Somebody accused me of bezeling money. People said I was living off my off of investors from sugar daddies. I'm like, baby, I'm like, where the hell is all these motherfuckers come from? And who are these sugar daddies? Were these the black clubs? These were all, I was at everybody's clubs. And everybody had a comment. And, this, this was, and, and the people who started to spread rumors were black people. You know, I think for me, it's just, I'm, I work on, I work on an airplane. I'm around people all the time. So I don't want to go out to clubs and bars. And the thing about it too, is like, I have really, I'm not a shy person at all, but I have like anxiety when I'm in big crowds. And I feel like when I go to the club, in order for me to have a good time, I have to like drink a lot to loosen up and to like be myself. And, um, it's just it's, it, that environment is just not there anymore. When I was younger, it was exciting and it was I fun. Know, it was my second home. Yeah, after you've done it so many times, it's like even I've noticed like going to gay clubs in Miami or going to gay clubs in New York, it's all the same. You get the same music, the same type of people. I would rather just be in bed by nine o'clock p.m. and be sleep. Like honestly, I don't. You know, I'm, I'm he say be in bed by nine and sleep. <laughs> Let me tell you, as you get older, that is real. It's true. Yes, yeah, like, like, like on the weekend, I'm not trying to pop like and drop it. I'm about to drop it to this Netflix and in order this Uber Eats. It was the reason really I asked. I just came back from Panama City, Panama, maybe like a couple of weeks ago, and the friend that I went over there with, he was like, "Let's go out to the club. Let's go explore." And I was like, "Listen, sir." Is it's ten thirty right now? My ass is going to sleep. You go out if you want to. Tell me how it was. Take pictures. Take a video. But I'm going to bed. And he was like, "We're in Panama City. I cannot believe that you want to." And I'm like, "Dude, it's the same everywhere. Honestly, like you're gonna. It, it, they speak. It's the same shit with a different language." Exactly. exactly. You might miss your man. Just saying. <laughs> you say what? You'll be drunk anyway. <laughs> you know, I. So whenever I the reason I brought this up is because whenever I go to like a different city or even I've discovered that um, the cafe and the cash show actually has a black night on Saturdays now. I but, have um, the black night in the cafe. The, um, I still didn't feel like it was black. Wait, they have well, a black night at the cafe? It, was mostly it, Mexican. it just started. It literally just started like three weeks ago. Yeah. Like three weeks ago. It's a black night. It's at the cafe. So, you know, it's still like really diverse of a crowd, a really diverse crowd. But they play nothing but hip hop, and it's actually really good music. Um, but anyway, I um, whenever I'm out of town, I always try to go out and just check out what the club seems like. Although you do kind of see the same type of person, um, it's always for me. It's good to get out and be around people of color who are like me and just have fun. I, I, I guess I'm a little jaded because I lived in Atlanta for 15 years. Well, Atlanta's a whole nother beast now. You yeah. guys have Compound. Yeah. Which, and Compound is about the best club I've ever been to. They closed that down. No, they did not. 
the it compound is open. open. Is it still open? Oh, yes, shit. Yes, it is. God. It has been remodeled. Oh, God. There is now a back room. <laughs> well, I'm different. Of course there's I... a back room everywhere in Atlanta. No, no, no. I not back room like to... that. There's just, it's, mm. so compound, it's almost like they added a whole entire another club onto compound. I'm different. I prefer to sit in somebody's house, have great conversations, have wine, drink dinner, and enjoy each other's company and have great fellowship. You're my house by 10 o'clock. You know what? That's what I like to do. It's like, let's cook a good meal, put on some Shirley Murdoch or like some Eric Kabadu, some, some, let's vibe to something. Let's have like some dinner parties. We have amazing time for Sean. You know, and let's just, you know, let's. Let's roll it out. I cannot. My Sean just has my, a big, comfortable house, and we have an amazing time at his house. It's amazing. Well, you guys sure are going to the comfort of my springtime um, um, dinner parties. I do them on a rooftop in my uh, my my uh, my of uh, my uh, place. You got a rooftop? I'm a rooftop. You see, you can see the entire city. Oh yeah, you say that. Oh, I need to do. There's a, a barbecue pit up day. there. I do. I I do. I, and there's a there's a nice fireplace, a fire pit down there. So I, so I do. I do. I do a, a week a weekend brunch or a weekend dinner like like seven o'clock. Can and I do one of my pop up dinners there? Huh? Can I do one of my pop up dinners there? Yeah. Oh, I bring my chef and everything. That would be good. Yeah, absolutely. We don't. We barely use the space. That's why I use it all the time. Oh, I have to come see that. I can yeah, absolutely that. I have a nice little loft over here. Oh, uh, I can I can up my price from sixty five to seventy five to eighty five for that. <laughs> Look at him putting bags on it. Uh, I charge for my pop up dinners. I okay, I, and I do a, I do a full wine tasting, so I have to pay from. I have to pay for the chef, and I got to recoup some of my money back from my my wine that I'm. Well, you should come see the space because that's like there's there's good there's good parking in the alley, and it's a direct direct. Um, hey, the alley. I'm scared of the alley. It's on Harriet Street. It's where the garage is at. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> see, the freaks. Come it's out a clean of the alley. The alley ain't that bad. The freaks come out of the alleys. Well, they, that's that's three o'clock in the morning over here. Up. Oh. Okay, I'm done with y'all. <laughs> so, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. We love your feedback. We love, 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 love doing what we do. We have some great conversations. We have a great time doing this show. It is fun. And as I say always, it's always about the fellas. I'm here to always push these young men. They are amazing in their own rights. And each of them has a strong following. If you're not already following them, follow them. Even though Darren will not let you into his world, he is still private. He is still private. Oh, my God. I want him to open up because I need y'all to see Darren. But his page is blocked in private. So maybe as we get him to co-host more, he will open up and y'all can see. He has some of the most amazing videos. And... As being Thank a flight attendant, he has an amazing travel experiences. Amazing, amazing. And y'all know Fernando is our resident sexologist, baby. We live vicariously through him. I do, it's I know. Very quiet. And I, my, but I'm this is going to be a lot more interesting things coming about, so stay tuned. I'm in a drought. I'm in a <laughs> drought. Lamont couldn't be with us. We are praying for him. His sister-in-law 
got rushed to, rushed to the hospital. So we are praying for him and Lewis. And we live vicariously through Lamont and Lewis because they've been together now, I think it's seven, going on eight years. So they have been in a committed monogamous relationship. And Lamont and I have been friends for what, 30 years, something like mm-hmm. that. And Sean is just like, Sean is just amazing. He's just amazing. I, I really, 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 really love me some Sean. I love, he's just so laid back in everything. Just laid back. Just laid back. And his amazing husband welcomes us into, into their home. And he falls asleep on us because we, we don't know how to go home. You know, it's just so warm and receiving. <laughs> we just don't know how to go home. But he sure does knock right out. He knocks right out. But that's what we also try to bring to the fellow's point of view is that we are your best friends. We're going to give you our point of view, but we want you to feel welcome to come hang out with us. Join with us. Be a part of us. Subscribe, damn it, is what I'm trying to say. Make sure you follow us. Subscribe. Click the like. Do all of that stuff. Tell a friend. Share that all. Follow, 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 follow. And look for merch coming from us soon. Merch. We're going to have some merch. Merch. We're going to get some merch. I don't know what kind of merch we're going to get, but we're going to get some merch. We're going to put we're gonna put Darren's, Darren's face on something. We're going to sell some merch with Darren's face on. <laughs> nah. We won't do that. I'm going to be good. So, thank you all for listening. We're out, fellas. Thank you for everything that you do. You guys are amazing. We are a wrap. Peace.